Three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Tuesday. It's March 22nd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're here until 6 o'clock as always, right here on 1450 and 96.1. You know it better as the Big X. Talking Cardinal Sports, talking a little bit about whatever. This is a... It's an interesting show in the middle of this week. we got Sweet 16 coming up for both the men's and the women's starting on Thursday. The men will start Thursday. Uh, the women's, Louisville women's at least, we're going to play on Saturday. We now know their opponent. We found that out last night. But now we're sort of, it's a break in the madness, a little bit of a breather. You have Monday, you're reacting to all the madness of the, of the past weekend. You've also got some women's games last night. And now, kind of silence. The calm before the restorm. And this is a perfect day for you guys to help us out in the Thornton Stacks line. I, I feel like this is one of those days. It used to be Wednesday during football season. Now this is kind of another one of those days where if you have thoughts, if you have questions, if you've been waiting for us to talk about a certain topic... Hit us up. Let us know. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. We love Kelly Leonardo. We love Alex Cupper, Sugar Bowl champion. We love the fact that they have the best deals on gas at a time when you need great deals on gas by downloading that Refreshing Rewards app. Do it today. It's going to save you money every time you need to go to the pump. They've got fantastic coffee, fantastic donuts, fantastic food, period. Anytime you need a little pick-me-up, stop in at one of the 18 billion area Thornton's locations. They're 18 billion because they're fantastic. And hit us up on the Thornton sex line while you're doing it. Trevor Kelsey with me as always behind the glass, producing the absolute hell out of the show. TK, how are you on this fine Tuesday afternoon? It feels like one of those days where I can kind of shine on the show, don't I? This is a this is a TK day. It's a TK day, right? This is one of those days where I say something that I don't realize is would just baffle most human beings. Yeah, and it does. And it becomes like an hour long topic. So I came in here at one to do. We do the the film, the little promos that air on the WB, the the TV yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, which I've never been invited to do, but that's okay. We'll bring you in. We'll bring you in. <laughs> what was I doing at one o'clock? I was sleeping. Yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> it's too early for you. That's basically like three a.m. in wake, your world. I did wake up at eleven, but went back to sleep around noon. <laughs> but so Jay, who films the promos, comes in and love he's Jay. like, yeah, "Jason the man," and he's like, "There was something." He's like, it was either yesterday or Friday. I can't remember when it was or what it was, but Trevor said something, <laughs> which I've had that interaction 5,000 times since we started doing the show, where somebody's like, what did Trevor say the other day? It was something, and Jay is like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was just, 
It was so Trevor. And I'm driving around, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, yeah, th- everybody has those moments. We're like, did he just say that? It's crazy when people come to me and say, you said something. And I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> yeah. like, I, don't even, I don't even know what I said. They actually know the thing that you said, and you're like, I don't, I, sure. I don't remember it, but the, I'm sure I did. There are times I will, around 10 o'clock at night, be at home and go, what did I say on the show today? <laughs> um, what did we actually talk about? Did I know it's on the show today, right? Right? Yeah, it was, it was there. Yeah, I was there. Did I even do it? What? What? What did I say? Am I gonna get in trouble when I wake up tomorrow morning? <laughs> Hadn't happened yet. Haven't happened. There've been a few times I've gone. Did I say that? I hope nobody Ooh, was listening. To hope that. No one was really listening that day. Or caught Then again, listening to watching our streaming numbers from Dugan last night. I think everybody's Ooh, listening. Did you see that? Yeah. Hey. All right. Clearly, luckily, no one with very sensitivity levels have been listening, though, since they haven't complained about me yet. Phil Rich is making it rain even more than usual with <laughs> those is. numbers. That's I. I'm from Portland! <laughs> Man, if you want to make it rain, you can advertise with a big X. Seems like a perfect time, according to those streaming numbers. We have uh, certain things to talk about in the world of Cardinal sports. I know everybody's got thoughts about recruiting. Have you seen... Like every 2022 recruit has decommitted in the last 24 hours, it seems like. Have they? Because you've got... Because they hear Kenny Payne came to Louisville, right? You're damn right. That's exactly what's happening. Is that happening. what it was? Either that or they've lost their head coach in the last uh, three days or so, and they're trying to look for a well, uh, new ground. How many head coaches have lost the, that would have a top 2022 recruit? Well, LSU. Both of their five-star prospects have now decommitted. Okay. Florida's, uh, their five-star prospect, who's I think the number 22 player in the class, he decommitted today. Not going to lie, I didn't expect Florida to have one in that list, but okay. Mike White, killing (laughs) it on the recruiting trail. LSU somehow doesn't surprise me, but yeah, you tell me Florida had a guy in the top 25 or whatever. It also, I mean, (laughs) I know things have changed. I know NIL has changed the game. I know the rules are a little bit different. But are you like me? When I see a kid decommit from LSU who's a five-star, like, could go anywhere in the country, there's a part of me that's like, I question that kid's decision-making process. Like, do we really <laughs> want him? If he if he could go anywhere and he's choosing to go to LSU, I just feel like there's a little bit, like, is he going to be a good fit here? Two things come to my mind. Either A, was he from Louisiana? Probably not. And if he's not, then clearly he has no morals and can be bought. Well, everybody can be bought now. We know that. <laughs> Thank you, Ted DiBiase. I think the question is... <laughs> Everyone's got a price. Hey. <laughs> Ted DiBiase was ahead of his time. He was. He was basically talking about college basketball for the last 50 years. Or college sports in general. But if you can be bought anywhere now, if you can get money anywhere, and you're choosing to go get money in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and playing for Will Wade, I just feel like, I'm like, eh, I don't know. That's my initial reaction. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe these kids are going to be fantastic. Hopefully, uh, we can were, get. Were it. they McDonald's All Americans? They haven't announced McDonald's All Americans yet this year. I thought they had. Because I thought didn't Arkansas have like two? And maybe you're thing. right. I thought I, they had. I thought they did announce them. It's about that time. Because usually the, the, the rhythm and the rhyme. Yeah, because the game <laughs> happens in like pretty soon after the NCAA tournament ends. So I would think they've announced it by now. Then they, yeah, yeah I, I you're probably right. Yeah, because like I said, I could swear I saw like Arkansas had two and Kentucky had two. I think. Maybe it was three, I forget. Do they still have them, man? <laughs> Kids watch the tournament? There was like one undecided. I think most of them had already picked the school at some point. So now you have, if you look at the, the class of 2022 player rankings. What, what positions were these players, that, that particularly from LSU maybe? Well, the highest rated one that has decommitted is the Johan Traor, who is the big man. Johan. Johan. 6'10", he's the number 15 player in the class he's according Sweden, to... Right? He is from close, uh, Glendale, Arizona. 
named Johan. Basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> what does parents think they were rich and famous? I thought you were only, I thought you were only famous people were allowed to name their kids weird names. No. <laughs> He's don't do that normal. If you're normal and you're leaving your your child like a seven figure trust fund, don't give him a bizarre name. Those kids can grow up with bizarre names because they have tr- seven figure trust funds. Kid, the kid, the kid that's, that's, that's driving his first car, which is a Pinto, does not need to be named a weird name. I disagree. <laughs> no. You're forcing him to sink or swim right off the bat. No. You're either going to get picked on or you're going to be a Tommy, fantastic five-star athlete. This is a Tommy Lee parenting over here. Exactly. Swim. There's no in-between. <laughs> but Johan is now available. Johan Traor <laughs> has decommitted from LSU. <laughs> He's the he's a five star prospect. He's the number four big man in the class according to twenty four seven sports and the number fifteen overall player. Um so we can go get Johan, maybe. That'll cost us. We know Arizona centers do like to write, raise the price. <laughs> Is he gonna go play for Tommy Lloyd now? <laughs> you think they'd want to get the hell out of Glendale, but then again, I guess they do have some stuff in Glendale. The other player, uh, Malik Renault. Decommitted from Florida, number 29 overall player in the class. He's a Montverde, Montverde Academy. Oh, yeah, Florida, yeah, that's where uh, D'Angelo Russell went. Yeah, uh, It was. He now, I've I got no that. idea who was in on him before. It looks like he is choosing between, or he was choosing between Miami, Memphis, Florida State, Arkansas, Indiana, and Seton Hall before he committed to Florida. Um, he's now there. Didn't want to play for Todd Golden. Because Todd Golden's 15, I guess. He just you know, <laughs> doesn't like fellow kids. But He could just maybe want to reopen up his... He could. I'm surprised he just doesn't say I'm going to Georgia. But this is kind of the – I don't know if you're like me. This is, this is sort of the Kenny Payne effect. A year ago, if I saw this news, if I saw three five-star kids or two five-stars and one four-star decommitting on the same day, I'd blip on the radar. But Not because even, we've got yeah. Kenny Payne, all of a sudden we're now all in this mental place, fairly or unfairly, where if you see a five-star kid decommit, you're like, hmm, eyeball emojis. I don't know. I, I, the big difference right now is in the last two years, if I see a five-star kid get to commit and that someone tells me that Lil has a chance, I'm thinking, oh, God, I hope not because we're probably going to get caught paying him and doing something. <laughs> like, I, I don't even want a five-star kid coming here at this point, like the last two years, because I'm already thinking, I mean, what, what did we do? How did we cheat? I mean, what, what, what is there left to do? But, or you just think we're going to lose him. I mean, I'm almost afraid to get him. I mean, I'm almost worried if we do get him, what's going to happen. So, but now you're right with Kenny Payne coming on. Now it's, that's kind of taking away a little bit of those, those worries and those fears and those, that ain't, that angst. you know, now I'm thinking, I don't need to cheat. We, we got the ultimate cheat code. We got Kenny freaking Payne. KP baby. By the way, I just saw like a quick headline that said, Jay's Chapman reached two year deal. And I'm thinking we signed Orlando's Chapman. I got so excited. It was an extension. Say that first name again. Orlandis. Not close. Orlandis. Aroldis. Aroldis. Yeah. Better be careful. He, he's the temper I hear. He... <laughs> Remember when Aroldis Chapman went back to, they went back to his hotel room and there was a dude like tied up in there and everybody just conveniently <laughs> forgot about that story. <laughs> what? You know, like, <laughs> that was a real thing that happened. Uh, if it happens to the best of us. And Me then, every Thursday. And then he got carried to the Cubs and people were like, well, we don't need to talk about that. Only thing I remember is that we threw the fastball like his girlfriend in the garage or something. Yeah, that happened too. <laughs> that happened too. <laughs> there were a lot of red flags around old. Why well, it was in the garage, I don't know, but he like decided to like throw a fastball at her in the garage. Easy ball retrieval, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Doesn't want to go running after. Uh, well, the point is, is, I knew we needed bullpen help, but that's not the Chapman we we signed. That's the headline. It was us giving Matt Chapman an extension. 
the Reds are keeping both Tyler Malley and uh, Luis Castillo now. I saw that. So, World Series I, I, back on the table. And I hated to be the one to break the bad news about the your boy signing with the Phillies yesterday to you. You did. I, I didn't even see that Castillo. Kind of. I think. I think it happened on like Friday or Saturday, and really kind of went under the radar. I knew that he. I did see his quote yesterday, where he, he basically is just completely blatantly calling out the Reds ownership. Did you see that clip? No, I saw you posted the clip, but I didn't. I didn't click on it. I just. Figured it was you just being funny, but yeah. I didn't think it was something him. If news happens on that first weekend of the tournament, hey, play it from your laptop. I'll pot it up. Yeah, if, if news <laughs> is play, yeah, God, come on. <laughs> you know, you realize that's the only reason I was signed on to do this job. I, I was very <laughs> excited when they told me you're gonna be able to play stuff right from your laptop. Have not been able to do it once. <laughs> well, sorta. They're like, well, it'll go over the stream. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not gonna screw half the listenership. I think, it li- or probably more than half the listenership. But, God. If stuff happens when I'm working that first week of the tournament, I just miss it all. I knew yeah, Castellanos sucks, wasn't yeah. coming back to the Reds, so I didn't really. I knew he was going to sign somewhere else. But seeing him sign with the Phillies, the Phillies just crushes anyway. So I, I assume that's going to happen. He'll hit five home runs against us this Phillies year. Phillies love to spend money in the postseason and offseason, don't they? Yeah, they do. But they got he got asked. Like, it was like in the airport when he landed. Some someone was there to meet him. This first interview. And he's like, stalker. You know, they've they've put a premium on you. They're emphasizing you. They're trying to chase a World Series. How do you feel about this? And Castellanos, I mean, just not so subtly is like, you know, all this stuff comes down to owners and ownership. And when you have an owner who's going to actually invest in a club and try to win games, you guys should be very happy about that because it shows that he cares and is at least trying. And I was like, sell the team, Bob. First of all, sell the damn didn't they team, just give him like a one-year deal? I don't even know what they... I, I think they only gave him a one-year deal. I don't know how much that's, how much faith that puts in signing of him, but okay. The uh, Real quickly, since we were talking about recruiting for a second ago, cause, and we got a couple questions about it yesterday on the Thornton Stux line, and I didn't have a chance to get to them. You also made me think of a question I had for you, too. Okay, you hold on one second. I know. The people have asked, because I did the eyeball emojis thing for when Robert Dillingham, the number one point guard in the 2023 class... He de- decommitted for from uh, poor Kevin Keats at NC State over the weekend. I, I had heard initially that Kevin Louisville Keats even had a signing that could. He did, <laughs> and then they, they were like, "Hey, Kevin Keats is staying for two more years." And he's like, "Well, I'm out." <laughs> I love Kevin. I just I wish it was going better what for him. Sucks there. That signing got him the extension, probably. <laughs> Maybe. So he decommitted. I'd heard initially that Louisville could be a player there. I've heard since that it's probably not going to be the case. No idea why, but. Would not expect us to to be moving on him. But it's just like that's the – this is the brave new world that we live in, at least in this moment. And Kenny Payne's been the head coach here for all of four days. But when I see a five-star player's available, I'm like, all right, there's a chance. There's a chance. And the Sky Clark buzz now, apparently it's palpable. It's out there. It's real. Would love for it to happen. But now all of a sudden with these decommitments, you've got multiple top 50 players in the class of 2022 that are looking for a home. It's and happening. Come on home, guys. Come on. Bring them home. You hey. laughed at me last week when I told you that it, it, it's possible Kenny Payne could turn this thing around in one year. It's possible. I, I mean, I guess it depends on what your definition of turnaround is. Well, making the tournament would be... If they make the tournament, that, that's kind of where my bar is right now. I mean, assuming they're allowed to be in the tournament, obviously. But. Exactly. I mean, there's so many unknowns here. Who's going to stay? Who's going to go from the current roster? What transfers can we land? The IRP stuff is obviously huge. I mean, we could be excited about the roster, good to go, pumped about making the tournament, and then bam, October, right before the season starts, hit with a ban or something. And like that's a possibility that's out there. We could protest it though, or appeal it, couldn't we? To, to still there are it. no appeals in the IRP. 
There aren't. That's the difference between the NCAA ruling and the IRP ruling. There are no appeals. So if they hit us with a ban in October, the ban's done. You said it was such a, like, gave me chills. Like, there are no Well, there aren't. <laughs> and I did love, I know this is a point that I've made before if you've listened to the show when we've talked about this, but I loved all the people who were like, oh, that's the trouble with going the IRP route. If you, if they rule that you did something wrong and they punish you severely, there are no appeals. So buyer beware. And all I could think of was, well, the last time we got in trouble with the NCAA, we appealed. We said, you didn't take into account any of our mitigating factors. Your own bylaws say the things that we did, working with you like hand in hand, foot in foot, step by step, self-imposing postseason bans, doing all these things, it was supposed to diminish our punishment. You didn't do any of those things. And the NCAA looked at our appeal. They read it. They responded with, you know what? You guys are exactly right. You did the right things. We did not take into account your mitigating factors. And you were correct. Great appeal. Well done. We're changing nothing. Denied. So why should we be so concerned about an appeal? The only reason why we should be concerned about not having an appeal process is what you just said, potentially lengthening it out so it doesn't affect the current season. Because at the end of the day, who gives a bleep? Because you're not going to change anything anyway. So suck it. (laughs) That's how I feel. Any other brain busters? <laughs> is that where your bar is, though? Like, right now, knowing, seriously, not knowing how the roster's going to look, not knowing how the recruiting's going to go, not knowing what's going to happen with the NCAA, are you still kind of saying for right now, I hope Kenny, like, like successful season year one for Kenny Payne is making the NCAA tournament? With a willingness, obviously, to change it if, if, if stuff happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, making the tournament was... Success regardless, I think. I mean, but will you deem it a disappointment if he doesn't make the tournament in year one? Or are you willing to say, no, but I'd like to see competitiveness? I'm I, I'm right there with you. I think like, that's I, a don't good want, I don't want to see the team just look completely lost for an entire season and, and you know, win 13 games because, you know, they probably, you know, slept, slept walked into, you know, 10 of them against teams that were just worse than us. Yeah. I mean, I don't kind of like, you know, basically a repeat of this year for the most part. Um, Although we do play in the best conference in America, clearly. Well, I mean, the tournament doesn't lie. Finishing 11th in that league this year was like finishing second in the SEC. <laughs> More best, best what people tell me. We basically were Kentucky. <laughs> we were ranked higher than them. They we were, had the same season. They would have yeah, been 13 and 19 were, in the ACC. They would have finished third in the ACC. I mean, they couldn't even beat Notre Dame. We yeah. saw that first. I mean, we know if we'd have played them, we'd have beat them. They haven't beaten us in like 900 days. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, long time. 2019. Yeah. Different decade. The original Bush was in office. We have not lost. We have not. Yeah, we had a different president. We have not lost to Kentucky this decade. People keep forgetting. Yeah, I mean, since we lost, they haven't beaten us since, they, since we beat them. I mean, the world has changed. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Pre-Biden. Pre-Russia war. <laughs> pre-decade. The Ukra- pre- Ukraine was safe. <laughs> Ukraine hadn't even broken free the first time, the last time Kentucky beat us yeah, in basketball. They were still part, yeah, they were Part of the USSR. We're still together. We didn't even know what masks were. <laughs> Couldn't have told you. The TV, the Friends was owning the TV stations. <laughs> the Macarena was the biggest dance craze going. Everyone was quoting in living color. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Back when Simon Rex was dominating the airwaves, the last time Kentucky uh, defeated Louisville. A new fad was running the, the charts called the electric slide. The only Superman <laughs> we knew was Dean Kane. Dean Kane. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Uh, I love Kentucky uh, fans. I love how God, we were started like two years ago. We didn't get like to 1980. <laughs> I love Kentucky fans who listen to the show who think this is funny. Like, God love you guys. You passed the test. We can all be friends. But the ones who are like, these sons of... I'm losing my mind. It's been one game. Like, we, we know. The only reason that they can talk like this is because they, they canceled. And, and I'm like, really? <laughs> Did not know those things happened. Stop ducking us. <laughs> Stop ducking us. With your COVID. If we could have ducked one sport this year, it would have been football. Yeah. <laughs> in hindsight. I, I, I claim we do had COVID. Although we That's were. Why we had no energy. That's why we got beat up so bad. You know, we were favored in the game, and we played a tougher schedule. So oh, well. we pretty much won. That's about here. That's how I'm looking at it. We basically, we haven't lost to Kentucky in any sports this year. <laughs> Baseball still to come. We're feeling good. Oh, we will beat them in baseball, though. So, Trevor, uh, last night my power went out again. No. Yes, swear to God. There was no storms last night. There weren't. You're correct when you say that. Now, I'm assuming it rained slightly this morning because there was some rain on the car when I left today. but It did, but this was not anything related to weather. It was just there had to have been something messed up with because they kept – when we asked the LG guys who were working on it over the weekend, they were like, every time we think we have this thing fixed, we find another problem. Like all the – the, the things in the ground got pulled up all the way down to Humana, the hospitals at the end of Browns Lane. And so I guess it was just because here's the, the bizarre thing. So it's 4 a.m. And the worst part is like our alarm system, which doesn't work anyway, starts going nuts, starts going haywire. But so it's your, making, al- your alarm only goes off when the electricity is turned back on. Yes. It's the least like, like functional, practical alarm system in the world. So you're one of those people that says like the beware of ADT on your front lawn, but you actually don't have it hooked up. We don't even have that. We have nothing. There's nothing to keep intruders out of our house. We used to. It used to like make a chime when you would open the front door or the side door. We don't even have that anymore. It's like the video store I used to work at. You had, you know, remember how you used to walk out of the video store and you had to walk through those little metal detector things? Yeah, yeah we had those that didn't work. That's uh, I mean, we, we didn't try I to, think a lot of places have we that. Kept trying to tell, we just didn't want to tell anybody that. Sure. <laughs> but so the alarm starts going nuts in the middle of the night. Mary comes downstairs. I'm out there. We're trying to fix it. Were you still up? No, I was, I was out. Okay. Nothing's working. And then... Some of the power starts working again, like half of the house. The fridge starts making a weird chime. Like at this point, I'm entertaining the idea that the house is possessed. It's this. The fridge starts doing the do 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 over and over, starting and stopping over and over. There's no way to get Just it to stop. Fridge in the Super Mario world. Yes, do 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 do. Like the the TV and the lights won't come on. But my phone is charging. It, it's the most bizarre thing of all time. And everybody on the street has the same thing happening. El Genie finally comes out and fixes it, but it was just... Well, apparently, we think they fixed it. For now. But I, yeah, we finally had like a good night of sleep. Got to bed at a decent hour last night. Married the same. The kids were okay. And this happens. It just... The world doesn't want us to shine. The world doesn't want us to sleep. So other than that, it was a good night then, huh? <laughs> other than that, other than the alarm blasting at 4 a.m. 4 a.m., yeah. Wake up, Rutherford's. Good Lord. I just... I, we need a break. I got a beef with El Genie. I think everybody has some sort of beef. I mean, first of all, how can you? I mean, what do you mean you hooked it? You you fixed it wrong. It's a it's a wire, man. I mean, it, if it's plugged in from one end to the other and not cut, then the damn thing should work. And the second thing is, how can we? How can there be a laws against monopolies and companies? But LGE makes me pay three dollars to pay my freaking bill. 
Yeah. Where's my option? Can I go to a different electric company if I don't want to do that? Also, the isn't bill, that what they have in this? Isn't that what's basically the pure, pure definition of a, a business monopoly? It is. Okay, I, I, I could swear that was illegal. I, maybe I'm just me. We had <laughs> right there. We had both economics and electrical engineering talk with Trevor Kelsey. Two things that I'd love to hear your your, your in depth thoughts. I about. I told you this was a tr- Trevor Tuesday. It might be a Trevor Tuesday. I mean, I don't just if you don't happen. want this to be a Trevor Tuesday, you're gonna have to hit us up on the Thornton Stacks line at 502-414-1450. We'll take some thoughts there coming up after the break. Also, we've got lines coming up for the women's basketball Sweet 16 and the men's basketball Sweet 16. I watched Belmont and Tennessee last night. We'll talk about who won that game and when they're going to play Louisville coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Very confused now about the, uh, the theme. You don't know the song? I know the song. I just don't know how it relates to love and marriage. Maybe it's about love and marriage. Maybe. I mean, I mean. Well, these, are, these are TV theme songs. That's what it is. If anybody's ever been married, I think they can say that. Because this is Dawson's Creek. Yes, it is. A show I never watched. You didn't watch Dawson's I, I was. Uh, I never watched it. I was in Dawson's I mean, a lot of people did work. Yeah, I, I had friends who did. I didn't get into it until I was when I was working at the Hikes Lane Video Store. Uh, I worked with two twins, Mark and Matt. I think they were names were, and they were like just like obsessed with the show. Like I think it, when it first came out, and so like every Wednesday, I think it was that you know I, they watched it. Like they'd watch it to start. I always be working, so I ended up start watching it with them. Like by the third season, I'm like. Damn you, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Pacey? It was Casey. I thought it was Pacey on Dawson's Creek. No, Casey was, uh, was um, oh, God, how am I drawing a blank on her name? I had, I mean, she was, like, in the 90s. Oh, the Tom Cruise's wife. Uh, yeah, uh, Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes, yeah. Like, she was up there for me. Like, in the 90s, she was, she, like, become the new Kelly Kapowski. But Pacey but... was Joshua Jackson. No, that was Casey. No, Casey was. Well, you're wrong. I'm looking at it right now. Was his name Pacey? His name was Pacey. How do I know more about this than you do? You watch the show. I haven't watched Katie it. Holmes' character was Joey. Oh, I thought it was okay. And James Vanderbeek was Dawson. Yeah, I knew that. And then Michelle Williams was in it, who's gotten popular. Jen. Yeah. She had like a mental issue. She ended up going psycho. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Casey was banging his teacher. Pacey. I could have sworn it was Casey. Well, you're wrong. Even I, I knew that. I, for years, have been calling him Casey. Pacey was a, 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 that's a very, very unique name. It is very unique. That's how I always remembered it. I think that's how most people always remember I, it. I, Apparently not I, you. I, can't, I, I watched the show, and I thought his name was Casey the whole time. Dawson's Creek super fan here. I mean. Trevor Kelsey. Well, that's what happens when you have uh, closed caption available like you do today. I loved uh, Jamie from Friends. Jamie and uh, Christopher. The two, <laughs> they live together. <laughs> Cheeky duo. I mean, come on, like Casey and Pacey. I mean, that's Casey at least is a normal name. I yeah, mean, exactly. Which is how everybody knows that his name was Pacey. 
I know I've, I've have literally never and, watched and, one and, second and of that show. Go back to what I said in the first thing. But those his I gave to his parents that Dawson's Creek weren't rich enough to give him a weird name like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> he is Charlie Conway from Mighty Ducks. So he is. Yeah, he does the triple deke. Especially in, well, I guess because Dawson's Creek would have been right in your wheelhouse of your age. I was like seventh or eighth grade, but I was that was when I was like too cool for stuff like that. I was very much like you're too cool. Very much too cool to watch Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I am the older one. I'm like nineteen twenty and I'm like, yeah. dude, Dawson's Creek. But you know how it is. Like like seventh eighth grade. I think I was eighteen, yeah, when it came out. In middle school, like you're too cool for anything that's not like the mainstream, like ugh. Wasn't Dawson's Creek mainstream? Yeah, but it was like more of like a girly show when you're thirteen or fourteen year old boy. Was it? Yeah. I mean it was just like a little soap opera. I mean But then you get older and you're like, Okay, it's it's cool to like things that maybe aren't "Quote unquote cool." I really, I just had a thing for Katie Holmes more than anything. She's great. Did you ever see the gift? Everybody saw the gift. The, where she's naked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, come on, yeah. That was the same time. Have I, have I seen the movie? No. Have I Googled things? Yeah. Oh, we watched the movie. <laughs> Eighth grade. That had to happen. I think my version of that movie would have been Embrace the Vampire. Wait, what? Oh yeah, anybody my age knows Embrace. What the do you mean my version? Well, of the movie? because oh, okay, because now, now it had because it had Katie Holmes in it, and you wouldn't watch it only because she's nude in it. There's a movie in the early '90s starring Alyssa Milano where she gets okay. Some, I know, I know, you're yeah, about. which has numerous sex scenes. She's completely nude, and it's called Embrace the Vampire. And like anybody like kind of my age that grew up like having a thing for Alyssa Milano on Who's the Boss, and when that movie came out like in the early '90s, you were like. That was like the talk. Like, have you seen the uh, straight to video? But it didn't matter. See, my movie for that, the gift was a big deal. Yeah. Just because Katie Holmes was like the it girl. Oh yeah. Exactly. But then also, of course, Wild Things. Oh. Come on. You know how to Wild Things? I think I told you. I have the I had a movie poster in my bathroom. I, did you? Yeah. I knew people who did in college too. <laughs> it was now I worked at a video store. Awful movie. Great scene. Actually, well, no, you know, I, I'm gonna dis- disagree with that slightly. The movie is not as awful. Oh, as the you. movie's not good. It is a decent movie. You should watch it. You should watch it. You've already watched it. How can you say it's a horror? I mean, it's it is probably the best C movie you could ever find and ever made. Like it's you're getting roasted for Casey, by the way. <laughs> Takes that I don't think Trevor watched Austin's Creek. The only fact he's gotten correct is that Pacey slept with his teacher, but he called him Casey. I could. I just. Texas says that's the Mandela effect for you, Trevor. <laughs> Texas says, Tre- "What was the actor's name? Who get played Paisley slash Casey? Joshua Jackson. Oh, Joshua Jackson. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Texas Trevor is a poser, Dawson's Creek fan. <laughs> I am not. Texas, I'm the same age as Trevor. Nobody watched that vampire movie. Oh no, but you you were missing out, buddy. Texas says Joey Potter. That was the Katie Holmes character, right? I get. I don't remember her last name. Yeah. Well, you don't. I mean, fair enough. First name. Either. I haven't watched the show in 20 years. Okay. Still." I mean, it was a bad mistake to make. You can admit that. I, it wasn't a mistake. I didn't know I was wrong. To this day, for 20 years. That's a not a defense that's going to fly in court. God is my witness. I'm it's always, not a mistake. I, I just didn't know it was wrong. Fly, and I thought his name was Casey. That's my favorite defense that you've ever made for yourself. It's not a mistake. I just didn't know I was wrong. <laughs> what was the other one I said one day that you that you mean your favorite? About it's, the rung on the ladders or something like that. <laughs> I don't. It's not bad. It's just on the lowest <laughs> rung on the quality ladder. Yeah. You know how to. You, you know your euphemisms. <laughs> what can I say? It's impressive. Oh man, that's. Um, 
I just can't believe it. And, and how can you not say you've never seen Brace Vampire Texas? You're not my age. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. We promised we'd get to some of your other non-Dawson's Creek takes, and we will. Uh, oh, no. I want to talk about it all the time. Did Joey get done wrong? Was Dawson really a tool? Who drove Jen insane? I don't know any of these questions. All I know is his name well, was Casey. T- stay tuned in, and you will find out. You were very confident, too, on Casey. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Pacey. And confident? I was willing to bet. And then I thought, I was like, I guess I guess he's talking about a different character that's also named was Casey. Feels weird that they would have Pacey and Casey in the same cast. But, Could have been brothers and sisters. Uh, maybe it was late season. They got a little bit, you know, the writers got a little lazy. Who knows? I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I... I I had literally had no idea his name was Pacey. Well, I mean, probably should have. Probably should have. I mean, in my defense, I did watch it on a little like sixteen-inch tube TV in a video store. Your defenses are are <laughs> are not great defenses. <laughs> Texture says um, again five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Can you address the usual schedule and timing for assistant coach announcements? There's Do no we have a schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usual schedule. There's no usual schedule for this. Um... I mean, I think you have to say if the Nolan Smith buzz is true, and I think it is, you're waiting for Duke to lose in the NCAA yeah. tournament. So maybe Saturday? <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume it would be like a couple of days after Duke gets bounced, maybe a little bit longer. As far as the other, I, no idea. No I mean, idea. You, you think he's waiting for, as, to, to, for Nolan before he names the other two coaches, maybe? I don't know. I mean, if it was, you would assume because there's been buzz, there's been talk for since before this hire was made that he would bring in Milt Wagner. There's nothing holding back Milt Wagner from being announced as an assistant no. coach if you want to make that move. Or just a member of the staff in general in some way or another. I mean, I don't know how it's going to happen. Like, I, I wish I had a better answer for the texter, but maybe he wants to announce all three at the same time or the full staff at the same time, or maybe he's going to – maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he wants to, to talk to some of these candidates out there firsthand and get a, get a gauge of who's interested I mean, I'd like not. to think – Hire a search firm. <laughs> Get Sugiyama back in here. Did we use all the time up on our last one? Can we get some uh, like some rollover minutes on the last search form? The search firm that went ahead and got us who exactly who we knew we were going to get yeah, the entire time. The entire time. That was good, good job. But then again, that's why we want to get into that business. I mean, I would like to think he's can we start he, right he now? being Kenny Payne. Is at least we can start right now. We'll work on the assistance. We'll be the Casey. Nolan Payne. Smith. This Casey, who you should hire, guys. Casey Pacey uh, Research Company. <laughs> oh. I mean... We can assume, or at least hope to assume, that Kenny has reached out to at least one or more people that he's considered being a part of his staff. Yes. Like, I would assume that as of right now... It's a safe assumption. And if we're wrong in that assumption, I'm a little disappointed that we are wrong in that assumption. I would think Same. he would have done it by now. I would assume, and, and again, I might be wrong, but I would assume that as of right now, he knows who two of his assistants are going to be. At least two. Whether maybe he's depending on him saying yes, but he you know he wants him to be. Or, or I mean, again, like you can't announce Nolan Smith right now because he's coaching for Duke. Obviously. And maybe there's somebody else out there who's still involved in the NCAA tournament, or maybe he just wants to wait for the Nolan Smith announcement to can, make the can second you even announcement. Reach out to Nolan while he's still being involved. I mean, they've known each other forever. Like, I'm sure that, that they're talking in informal okay. forms and both forms. I didn't know if there was. I mean, I didn't know if you could. I mean, I'm assuming you can. If, if sure. I mean, yeah, like, Todd Golden's not going to be like, oh, we just got beat. It sucks. By the way, I'm heading to Florida. Like, and that's happened like five times. Uh, yeah. This week. I mean, so I'm, I'm assuming these coaches clearly were talking to other ads during the process of the, their own, what would be now their their previous NCAA tournament teams. Yeah, I mean, Matt McMahon and, and Todd Golden had new jobs. What like 
less than 24 hours after getting oh, yeah. announced the tournament. Like yeah. this is, it's the way the game's played. It's the way it works. Um, Texas, can you do a wing cap and discuss how many wings will be on the team next year and how that will play out? It seems like a lot. Okay, a wing like wing position. Yeah, right. I know. I, I struggle with the first part of the sentence. That's, yeah, it took me a second because I mean, I have, does anybody even call it the wings anymore? No. Seems like an outdated reference. No, I mean, people do say. <laughs> I know, guess he's yeah. a wing. Basically, anybody who's not a point guard or a center is a wing. <laughs> slash, he's a combo guard slash wing. Positionless basketball. <laughs> One of three, but okay. <laughs> I, I I think it's. That the way the roster is going to shake out as far as the current players, who stays, who goes, is still really uncertain. Like I, I thought it was interesting. Jody Demling over at Cardinal Authority reached out to Dre Davis and had a conversation with him because Dre was one of the three players who was at the Kenny Payne introductory press conference and who had a conversation with Kenny Payne that day. And Dre said all these nice things about him, said it was, you know, it was easy to see why players like playing for him, why he's been so successful. And then at the end of the conversation, he still said, I've got a decision to make. And you would assume if Dre has a decision to make, then his brother, who's currently committed, Deontay Davis, also has a decision to make. The other recruit that people have been talking about, Kamari Lands, he's on Instagram yesterday at taking questions, and he says straight up, like, love Kenny Payne, I'm coming. Okay. I'm trying to get Sky Clark, too, is what he said. Somebody asked him about DJ Wagner, and he's like, I don't know who DJ is. <laughs> like, he's like, are you going to get DJ and Sky? He's like, not sure who DJ is, but I'm trying to get Sky. I'm like, well, learn who DJ is and help us out with him, too. Yeah, look him up, dude. <laughs> we also had Caleb Glenn, uh, 2023, commit from Mail, who was at the women's game on Friday, taking pictures with Kenny Payne, talking about how it felt like family uh, with Kenny Payne being there. That's obviously encouraging, um, even though he's a player who would not be on next year's team. The guys who are still around, I mean, Sidney Curry has been vocal this entire offseason, even before the season ended, talking about how he wants to come back. L. Ellis, I've got no read there. I think his social media has been a little bit kind of hard to follow. Like, you know, you know, it's, it's another one of those where is he talking about basketball or is he just talking about like losing in a video game? You, you've got no idea. Um, I would assume Mike James has said he would like to stick around. I'd assume that would be an option for him. The guys that we're not really certain about, I, I think Samuel Williamson is really interesting because I know he's had interest from multiple schools that are Power 5 schools back home. I think SMU, TCU, and Texas A&M have all talked to him. He could go back there and play at a relatively high level, be closer to home, and get away from Louisville, where which is seemingly what he's wanted to do for the last couple of years. Good thing Rim Texas has like twenty Division One schools and yeah, exactly fifteen Power Five schools. Yeah, yeah Texas and North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, Everywhere you, yeah. you can't go fifteen miles without hitting. I one. think he shouldn't be. He shouldn't have a problem finding one wise down there. Matt Cross, another wing for the Texter. I think he's probably going to leave. That'll be my guess. I think that's been sort of the assumption the entire time. I've got no idea about Jalen Withers. He's another guy who talked to Kenny Payne, spoke glowingly about him, but did not say definitively, like, I want to come back or I'm definitely coming back. I mean, was Withers really the wing? Is, would you want him as No. Your, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. he's boarding. I mean, he and Davis are both kind of on that border wing. They're more fours. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that you're going to see. Like, I, I don't see a lot of wings coming back, to be honest with the answer to that texture. So but, what I, what I've heard, and this, Maybe, I don't know if this is Kenny Payne just saying this definitively or if he's saying this because he has some sort of read on who wants to go and who wants to stay. I've heard that he wants to keep five guys from the current roster. 
And that would mean you're going to have some some odd players out. I think J.J. Trainer will be one of the ones who stays because he, I mean, he and Kenny Payne are basically family. They've used those two words to describe one another. I think Sidney Curry is going to stay. It's two. And then I, honestly, after that, I don't know. I mean, if you're only getting giving me three, I mean, you're saying okay, you're only being able to keep five guys. I mean, Roosevelt Wheeler, you would assume has would a lot of potential. Think that would be three. I would think you'd want to keep Withers, which is four. I don't, I don't know, man. And Davis would be five, maybe, right? But then you've got L. Ellis. Well, then who would you drop, Davis or probably Withers, maybe for Ellis? Again, like I don't know if this is Kenny Payne dropping guys or if it's guys who just don't want to come back. Because again, yeah. if you lose Dre Davis, you lose his brother too. And maybe you don't care. Maybe that's maybe Kenny Payne's looked at it and says, I can bring in better players than them. Or maybe it's truly their decision and they are going to choose what they think is best for them. I've, I don't know. But five players kind of, when I heard that, I did sort of a double take because that definitely means that some of the guys that we have talked about as not just likely to come back, but guys that we've talked about as wanting them to come back are probably not coming back. So, and that also, I mean, that would leave him with, we've got three incoming freshmen. If you retain five players from this year's team, you get five scholarships to work with. That's, I mean, Sky Clark is out there. That would be one if you're, if you're taking him and God knows we'd want him. Maybe you're looking at one of these other 22 players that has become available or that was already available and then transfers. You're probably going to have to hit the transfer market hard and you want big-time transfers, guys that are going to step in and have immediate impacts, guys that, quite frankly, are going to be more impactful next year than the group of grad transfers that we brought in this year. Surely to God. I like, set that bar real high on that one. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Closer to Carly Jones and Damian Lee, please. Like They don't have to be that good. I know that we struck goal with both those guys, but closer to them than what we just went through this past year. That's what I would say. Uh, Texture says... Do you think Sky Clark is not the same player post injury? I don't know if the, oh this is for us. Uh, the same texture by the way at the end of <laughs> at the end of yesterday's show when we were talking about what you think of when you think of George Washington. Right when we got off the air, the texture said Pops meant a Bonsu slander today because we didn't mention Pops and I was like ah oh, damn Who, it you're right. What? Pops meant a Bonsu. George Washington. You don't remember him? Uh huh. This may have been when you were off the grid. George Washington, the the president. No, remember we were talking about George Washington basketball. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. And you oh, said, what do you yes, think of? And yes. I said, Yinka Dare. Yeah, which was my first thought, yeah. And then you said Mike Jarvis, too. And then this guy was like, how do you not mention Pops, Pops Mensabonsu? No, I don't remember Pops Mensabonsu. I, I want to say he was like early 2000s. He was fantastic. I would think I would remember him. The name sounds a little familiar, but... Yeah, he's 38, so he's about... He would have been in college about the same time I was. Well, he's... Yeah, he's... he's... He played at George Washington from 02 to 06. Huh, wonder why I missed that one. Played in the NBA. Lengthy career. Really? Played with the Mavericks, Spurs, Raptors, and Rockets. And Hornets. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, so Texture says, do you think Sky Clark is not the same player post-injury? I find it surprising that Cal would be okay with letting him go when Wheeler is likely the only guard who comes back for them. First of all, is Cal okay with letting him go? It sounded like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this if you believe the Kentucky media, this was all because Wheeler made it known behind the scenes that he was coming back. And I, I know that Wheeler finished the season with kind of a thud, but he was really good for most of the year. Yeah. I mean, there was talk that Kentucky had the best backcourt going into the NCAA tournament with if Ty Ty Washington and Severe Wheeler were both healthy. I, I think Sky Clark's decommitment, I mean, he's very clearly a player who sees himself as a guy who could be a one-and-done, who wants to go in and start right away at point guard wherever he goes. And if he saw Wheeler coming back and said, 
hey, that guy started this year on a pretty damn good team. He's probably going to start next year. I'm not going there. I don't think this. I don't think Kentucky parting ways with Clark or however this worked out had anything to do with this injury. To answer the question, I think this was entirely because we Clark wants to go somewhere where he knows from day one he's going to start a point, and that's it. And that's at Louisville. It is. I mean, I don't know who's going to beat him out for that job. I think if if you bring him in here, let's say L. Ellis is your other best guard, L's off the ball. That's no yeah. question. He's playing the two. I think he's better at the two anyway. He's unless he gets a whole lot more composed and easier to calm down when things get a little bit excitable, he's better off the ball. Texas, how does it feel that even though Kentucky lost to a 15 and Louisville's on top of the world right now with Kenny, UK will still have national championship aspirations next year and Louisville will either miss the tourney or not go because of NCAA violations going by percentages? Well, I mean... Congrats on your national championship aspirations. I mean, you had got asked, you pretty far this year. I was going to say you had him this year, and you got he got you all the way to losing to St. Peter's. You've had him every year for the last decade. You hadn't got one. Yeah. How does I mean, that feel? Congratulations on that. How's, gonna, it, how's it feel to expect and not come up completely short? I mean, yeah, what a what a spin zone right there. <laughs> we lost to St. Peter's, but we're going to have aspirations next year. Congrats. We got aspirations too, you know. We do. We had aspirations this past year. We had aspirations they this just year. fell woefully short, yeah. as did yours. And hey, we won the same amount of NCAA tournament games. Just because Aspirations Academy doesn't like us doesn't mean we can't have them. How does it feel to have not beaten Louisville in basketball since the Reagan administration? <laughs> the last time you did George Washington, the president, not the university, was around. Yinka Dare <laughs> was a colonial the last time that Kentucky was beating Louisville in men's basketball. <laughs> Freshmen weren't even allowed to play. You couldn't dunk. <laughs> you couldn't dunk. <laughs> there was no three-point line. Texas says, so what are the odds of getting promised the coach, and why will it be the end of Bobby 3.0? Wait a minute, what, huh? <laughs> did I hear a Bring Brom Home reference? You did. Wow, I love it, Texter. Random March 22nd, 2022. I don't think we, <laughs> I don't think Brom's coming home anytime soon. Oh, no. He's coming back, baby. Okay. You know that this time next year, if it's going to be, if I'm, I'm going to be starting to trend again. Castellanos did not sign a one-year deal. He signed a five-year, $100 million deal with the Phillies. Ah, okay. I knew there was a one in there somewhere. He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All I saw, I remember seeing when SportsCenter said they signed, the, 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 the Phillies signed him and uh, Kyle Schwerber. Schwerber? Schwerber. Well, Schwerber. Isn't the, that a... Uh, the Reds are getting Tyler Molly back. Isn't that so a food in Arabia? Saudi Arabia? Shwarma. Oh, I'm close enough. <laughs> Schwarma just... and Schwarber. <laughs> that was something like that. You got the Schwab right. Yeah. Stump the Schwab. Close enough. I hate I hated Stump the Schwab. How did you hate Stump the Schwab? Because the Schwab was a loser. Still is. I mean, I'm a loser, and that's why I, I could stump him. I wanted to be on that show so bad. That... I'm... Not as much. I think the show I wanted to be on more than anything. Do you remember Two Minute Drill? Of course. I loved Two Minute Drill. It was good. Uh, people, I think, underestimate how hard the final part of it was when they would give you like your specialty category. Oh, it was impossible. Like, I would have been terrible. It was amazingly hard. Like, you're like, oh, well, I know, you know, the 1998 Pacers better than anybody. But your question would be like, on a game on November 8th. Exactly. In the third quarter with two minutes to play, who hit a free throw? It's like, what the hell? It was like, <laughs> so in high school, anybody who maybe went to Trinity, this name is going to send shivers down your spine. I liked him a lot. But sophomore year, there was this history teacher named Mr. Vale. <sighs> in AP. And he was, uh, 
but he would do this thing where, he, like, he was one of those teachers that loved the fact that he had a reputation for being extremely difficult. I would probably love that too. And so you would, you'd read, you know, he, you just assign you like two chapters out of the the textbook for homework, and you'd have a quiz the next day, and you could know every little fact, every little detail. But he would do this thing where, like, the the tenth question on the quiz would be. On the third page that you read last night, what was the very first word of the first sentence? Nice. And, and you're like, dude, uh, come on. I did just go the every time. Just Pretty much. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, was like, this is ridiculous. I'm, like, I'm going to get a 90 on this quiz. Like, I studied my ass off for this. I like this is absurd. it. absurd. But no. that was the way that that two-minute drill, the end category oh, would yeah. be. Because if I said, you know, the 2012-13 Louisville Men's Basketball National Championship team, you'd think you'd know everything. But it would be like, who scored the first point of the third overtime in Louisville's five overtime lost to Notre Dame? And you're like, oh, God, I, I don't know. Like, come on. <laughs> I know. That, the other thing that used to, I wouldn't say annoying about Tim Metro, but because I tried to get on that show a lot as well, was you you would feel bad when the, I love the idea of the celebrities, like the, you having them reading the categories that's kind of based on, you know, something they did. Mm-hmm. But you would almost go bad for contestant because you have two minutes. And these people are like, you're just they're sitting there watching them like, spit it out, spit it out, spit it yeah. out, spit it out. They're trying to read these these poor like athletes or you know, celebrities are trying to read these five questions as fast as they can. And some of them aren't easy questions. No. It was <laughs> so, tough. What was the other something? It was that, then there was Swab, and then I guess Sports Jeopardy were the only sports tribute questions sports tribute shows they've had out there. Do you remember Dream Job? No. It was the competition to be the next Sports Center anchor. No, I don't remember that. Oh, I was really. It was like freshman year of college. I was really into it. One of the girls who was one of like the four finalists. I saw her in the infield at Derby that year, and I took a picture with her. I was like, I was like, you were on Dream Job. The guy who won it was Mike Hall, who ended up being on the Big Ten Network. Okay. He's like been the like their head anchor. Like since was this kind of a rip off of when like. Uh, uh, back the in the late '90s, when uh, MTV did the next BJ or whatever, exactly, it's 100% a ripoff. Yeah, which was really popular, and I think, of course, the guy that uh, well, the that dude Jesse that, dude who's like Jesse wanted, who was all drugged out, but the guy who came in second was the guy who's on everything now. It, you could tell that MTV was like, we like the other guy more. It was like Dave, Dave, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, TRL, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like they were like, all right, we're getting him a job too. And then <laughs> Jesse, after his like one year contract was over, they were like, get the hell out of here. Ra- I don't think you ever saw him in anything. Look at Scarecrow. Like he was just, he was all just like wigged out. Yeah. Not surprisingly, he had a massive drug problem, and I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it went well for him at MTV. More often than not, I know when WWE has done these like, reality shows, or like they call them tough enough, where they try to bring yeah. in, almost always, and this is kind of the same thing with the uh, the Jesse syndrome, it almost feels like every time, the, the whoever usually comes in second or third are usually the ones that end up having a decent career. It feels like, cause the, because they usually leave the winners to the audience, and we as humanity we're idiots. We're bad. Yeah. We're we're just stupid, and we always end up picking the wrong people. The one exception, the first look uh, look at our presidents. Because the, yeah. <laughs> the first American Idol, Kelly Clarkson won, right? She beat that Justin. I don't dude. remember, but I mean, because the Justin guy would have been the, the the worst winner, and Kelly Clarkson's had a great career. She is. I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> and I know the old guy, the Taylor Hicks guy. Only because I talk about watching with the Orange Bowl all the time. I think so. Is why yeah. you bring it up. Yeah, it's because yeah. he's the old guy. I remember the old one. That's the he... only reason I remember Taylor. Yeah. Hicks. Oh, oh. And the, uh, well, the the he didn't win, but what about the uh, the William, William Hung? Oh yeah, everybody knows him. Yeah. Ruben Stutter was a winner. Ruben Stutter, yeah. yeah. And then Carrie Underwood, probably the most famous winner. Oh, she was American Idol. Pretty sure. Yeah. She does the Louisville Slugger song. Exactly. 
I didn't know she was American Idol. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back. There's, there's a lot of those, though. It's just been on now for like 30 years. Somebody has a very strong take on Trevor's rendition of To Be With You from yesterday. We'll talk about that. Ooh. And more of your text with Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Rolling on here on a Tuesday on 1450 The Big X. Stand up and walk out on me. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. So are these all just TV theme songs? There are, but there is a connection. Songs that were songs before they became TV theme songs? I hate you sometimes. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. There you go. Songs that actually became popular once they were Once they became... TV theme song. Well, not that this song wasn't popular, I guess. Yeah. Let me rephrase that, I guess. Joe Cocker. Yeah, sorry, Joe Cocker. Uh, Songs that had a resurgence in popularity, possibly. Okay, I like that. Because this one was popular. Now, a couple of other songs, like the Paula Cole song, wasn't really popular until Dawson's Creek. No, not at all. Uh, But Love and Marriage was a popular Frank Sinatra song before it was used by and reached popularity again. And some of the other ones on here. What else do I have on here? Did you like The Wonder Years? I was gonna say that that strikes me as a TK fan. Not only do I love it, I still watch it on Hulu periodically. I see my parents loved it when I was little, like too little to get into it. I watched a few episodes. I don't. I've never sat down and watched the whole series from start to finish or anything like that. It's good. Have you watched the new one? Will not watch. I've it. heard it's bad. I'm, I, the the trailer alone made it look like just a, an abortion gone wrong. Okay, well, <laughs> could have described it differently. That's, that's okay. Uh, Trevor, it's getting warmer outside. That means grilling season's coming. That's right. Flowers are going to start blooming here pretty soon. That's what I hear. And that means golf season right around the corner. Ooh, if you yeah, want baby. to play golf in southern Indiana, some of the best courses in southern Indiana for the cheapest prices, go get your Big X golf card today. And I say today because there's only a limited supply, and already a lot of these bad boys have been snagged. If you want to play Chariot Run, fantastic course. Old Capital, fantastic course. Elk Run, haven't played it, sounds great. Valley View, same thing. Christmas Lake. Sounds like you need a golf card. I do, I might. Uh, you can play these great courses, all of them, all five, for under $25 a round. That includes cart if you go get the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. The two ways to make this thing happen. If you want to go to BigXSportsRadio.com, the golf card tab is right there at the top of the website. Click on that, it'll take you to the link. Or... If you don't have the internet, you don't you, you know you think computers are a fad that's going away in these next five years. Uh, smartphones, they're done. This WWW thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's gonna die out pretty soon here, folks. It's run its course. Everything's gonna go back to normal in about uh, after 25 years of the internet. You can still get a card if you call this number 812-725-1457. That's 812-725-1457. Play all five of those courses. For under $25 a round, cart included. It's the Big X Golf Card. We're going to get you playing golf here pretty soon, Trevor. We're going to make this happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. you clearly didn't see me practice swinging when I was... Last time I did a KRC golf outing, it's... We'll get you in a scramble. You'll putt. I make Charles Barkley's swing look like, I don't know, fill in the blank of a golfer that I don't know the name of that is good. Alex Noren. That sounds about right. He's from Glendale. <laughs> 
I uh, believe he actually is from Sweden. He's, he's from Sweden. Uh, yeah. Why would I wear these later hoses? <laughs> um, but back kind of like something I just clicked in my head and made me think. When you asked me about Wonder Years, if, if I'm a fan, I had a cat I used to, that I named Winnie after oh, Winnie nice. Cooper. I uh, loved the Wonder Years and the season it was. The other show I was really big into back then was Quantum Leap. Did you ever watch that? I loved Quantum Leap. I, I st- again, that's another show. It's on Hulu. I will watch it periodic- periodically, just randomly, here, a couple episodes here and there. I'm big Quantum Leap fan. Very underrated show. The What's the name of the guy who plays the the, the main character now? It's, it's escaping me. You're talking about Scott Bakula? Scott, yes, thank you. It was him and Dean Stockwell, or the Dean who just, who just died. He's passed yeah. away, yeah, recently. But every time I see Scott ba- Bakula in anything, it doesn't matter like how big he's gotten or what. I'm like Scott from Quantum Leap. Like he's one of those. I've typecast him in my mind. Like he's just <sighs> Doctor Sam Beckett. I was gonna say that it's either that or the quarterback from Unnecessary Roughness. No, Sam Beckett. No, the, the, Quantum the Leap. leader of the North Texas Armadillos. Damn right. Sam Beckett. Now, if you did watch, did you watch all the way through? No, it was one of those shows that I watched. Like if an episode was on as a kid, I would watch. Because he got he got a little jumping the shark a little bit in the later seasons. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. They started getting to the point where it was just instead of just like random, like early seasons. If you remember, they would put like little like corks of like uh, a random story, but it turns out one of the side characters turned out to be Buddy Holly, and he helped him figure out the name, the song Peggy Sue. Oh. You know, little things like that. But as the show got like longer and going older, like it became a little like more on the too much on the nose in historical moments. Like when he became Oswald, I remember <laughs> that. I, I yeah, do remember like, that. Like little things like that. And then, now I did like the one where he went back and became his. Oh, he was his older brother. I don't he went back. That. He went back to Indiana. And he he went home, but he went as his older brother, not himself. As his older brother was about to go to uh, to, to Vietnam. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool twist. It's a good show. I hope yeah. they don't revamp it because they would ruin it. You'd like it. It's a good show. Listen, you should check it out. You should check it out. It's on Hulu. Last night, Trevor, I know you said you watched a little bit of this. Uh, we found out who the Louisville women are going to play on Saturday. Uh, it was dicey. Looked like Belmont was pushing Tennessee to the brink. I'm amazed Belmont did win the game. They probably should have. They the, should have won. The 12 seeded uh, Bruins of Belmont. They fall to Tennessee, the four seed, 70 to 67, and. As well as Belmont was playing, there's a part of me that was like, "Do we really want these guys? Like, this is this is not good." <laughs> the only reason why I was definitely pulling for Belmont was Tennessee presents a unique challenge. I mean, they've got a a six six and a six five center, which is very large for women's basketball. You don't typically run into teams that have that much size on the inside. They're a fantastic rebounding team, which has been kind of an issue for Louisville. I, I mean, Jeff Walls, I know he's got Emily Angsler, who's a, a you know she's a, a taller player, but she's more of a I think her versatility is what sets her apart. Louisville has not, we've rarely had a traditional center. We like to go with smaller teams, more athletic teams. We like to spread teams out and attack them with our guards and wings. And this presents kind of a, a matchup challenge for us. They also have Samantha Williams on their staff, who was a former assistant here. She probably knows this better than most coaches in this game. That's going to be unique. And we find found out when this game is going to be played Saturday, 4 o'clock, clear your afternoon schedule. ESPN2 has got the coverage. Cards versus Vols, two of the better programs in women's college basketball. Tennessee more in the past, Louisville more recently, but still prominent names. And I saw the new odds came out via Bet Online for the teams remaining to win the national title. And I was, you know, if you want more ammo, if you're a Louisville women's basketball player, Louisville, despite being one of the last number one seeds standing, fifth in the overall uh, odds makers' eyes as far as teams most likely to win the national title. Did any number one get knocked off yet? Um, I don't 
think so. I saw the twos did. The but... twos got knocked off, but South Carolina's still out there. Stanford and uh, NC State, they're still standing. So wait a minute, so of all all four ones are left, and yet we're actually ranked behind someone who isn't number one. Do you want to guess who that is? Take one guess. Notre Dame. No, I mean, come on. The biggest name in women's basketball. UConn. UConn. Yeah. South Carolina is. Well, I was going to say Baylor, but I know they got eliminated. They so, got knocked yeah. off. South Carolina is the still heavy favorite to win the national title at 11 to 10 odds. UConn, despite being a two seed, <laughs> is actually to 11 to 10. UConn's the second choice, despite being a two seed. Is there ever, when's the last time the men's had an 11 to 10 favorite to win a championship? Probably been a while. I think Kareem Abdul Jabbar was center for UCLA. UConn's the second choice, 13 to 4. Stanford has nine to two odds. They're the third choice. NC State, despite being a number one seed, twenty-one to four odds. They're the fourth choice. That's crazy. With uh, UConn in their region again, it's because we're gonna have to play basically a road game if that get if that winds up being the regional final. And then Louisville, the fifth choice, all the way down at ten to one odds. So if you believe in these Cardinals, if you think this is the team that's going to get over the hump and win a national title, some good money to be made out there right now. Ten to one. I thought it was gonna be higher than that actually. Ten to one. Texas is sixth uh, at twenty to one. Tennessee, Louisville's next opponent, in case you're interested, 150 to one odds. They are the uh, looks like 13th choice, just behind or just ahead of Notre Dame, who's 200 to one. Which DraftKings? They don't put women's basketball on their on their really? betting service. Yeah. They should. I haven't made it up to the actual physical sports book in the, in the last couple weeks. I've been using the app. What is it everybody talks about when you so when you cross the bridge there's like a was like a Hardee's there or a Burger King there that everybody goes to <laughs> to make their bets? <laughs> I've heard people talk about that. Uh, I don't know if that Hardee's is still there. It might be. There is a Hardee's right there. I know, off exit zero when you cross the bridge. If you go over to the Lincoln, if you if you're gonna pay tolls and you get off exit zero right there, that's on Court Avenue. There is there is a Hardee's right there. It used to be open 24 hours, but I think that that's no more. So I'm assuming that's what they're talking about. Yeah, I thought that place closed actually, but maybe it's still there. Do you want to hear some fun prop bets for the men's 316? Because some of these I, I think are fun. Do I ever? These, I think these are fun. What will they show first in the upcoming Michigan versus Villanova game? Will it be either one, a highlight from the 2018 national championship game, that's minus 300, or a highlight from a Fab Five season, that's plus 200? Uh, the, the final four championship game. It's got to be 2018. Game, yeah. It's got to be the, the title game. By the way, Nova just put it on him in that game. Who will they show first in the North Carolina versus They may UCLA reference game? Five first, though. But yeah, yeah, show it's a highlight. Yeah, that's the highlight, yeah. Very specifically worded. How will who will they show first in the North Carolina versus UCLA game? John Wooden or Dean Smith? Dean Smith. Dean Smith is the underdog, plus one hundred. I'm going Dean Smith. On that Wooden's one. minus one forty. Do you know how many times that Carolina and UCLA have met in the NCAA tournament before this game? Three. Two. Okay. Nineteen sixty eight title game, UCLA uh won, and then nineteen eighty nine Carolina beat UCLA in the second round. You would think with those two programs being so good for such a long period of time, there would have been more times where they would so have So this is the third meeting. Yeah, this is only the third. But kind of was right. Well, I said how many times they met Oh, before. This. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Once again, Trevor, just spinning it to make himself right every single time. I, I tried my the best. The man's never been wrong. I, I'm, I'm never wrong. I just just didn't know it right. I just, it's not a mistake. I just <laughs> didn't know it. <laughs> I was just wrong. Uh, it's not a lie, if you believe it. <laughs> What seed will be the 2022 NCAA men's champion? Uh, number one seed, obviously, minus 125, the heavy favorite. Three seeds actually have better odds than two because there are more threes left standing. Threes are plus 400, and uh, twos are plus 475. What's the five seed? Five seed is plus 800. Uh, that's Houston. I'm going to take that one. I think that'll be—if you're looking to make a bet, although 
You know this. Five seed. I've never won it. Never won it. They, Only seed one through eight that hasn't produced a champion. Yep. We, we, we did that. Actually, we even went through the homework and did that. We did. The, yeah. I think that, that was. Fives what, have made it, though. That was, They have. That one has played in a national title game, and I think four have made the final four. Yeah. There's been a few. We talked about this when the bracket came out, though. I think when you look at this, like this is like the strongest crop of five seeds that I've seen in a long time. And Houston, probably at the top of that list. It's why, you know, we had. I think a lot more people betting on fives to go deeper in the tournament than fours. I mean, Providence seemed like a week four seed. I know they're still in the Sweet 16. Illinois definitely seemed like a week four seed. They're bounced. Um, Arkansas, eh, you know, they've been blasted in the SEC tournament by Texas A&M. And then I can't remember who I'm forgetting. Um, UCLA. UCLA. I mean, they got pushed by Akron for sure. I think five seeds is a good bet here, mainly because Houston is so good. Yeah. Not like Houston, sure. Uh, is there another five seed left? I don't think so. Because UConn got beat in the first round. Uh, yeah, you had uh, do, 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 yeah, UConn got beat. And then in the one, first other round. one other twelve lost. One other one twelve lost. Iowa got beat in the first round. Iowa, that's who I'm thinking of. Who was the other five? Uh, St. Mary's. Got St. Mary's got beat by UCLA. Yeah. So it seemed going in like like I thought Iowa was obviously a strong five. So many people did. I thought UConn had a good draw. St. Mary's, you know, like, I, I liked UCLA in that game, but. Still seems like a safe bet. We'll see if Houston can make some history. Although, I kind of feel like Arizona has a bounce back game. I mean, plus, what did you say? It was plus 800 something? Yeah, it's a good bet. Yeah. But 20 bucks on just for shit for bloops and giggles. Whoa! Ooh. Dump yourself. I almost did it. I, I, you uh, did do it. You said it. I said bleeps. Oh. Wow. It's a good thing you're getting out of here for the rest of the league. <laughs> All right, so a texter on the Thornton sex line. Did you hear what Trevor said? <laughs> people are going to be like, did he get fired? You're going to tell people I got fired, aren't you? For the rest of the week when you're gone. <laughs> gone. Those who don't know, I'm going to be out after today. Yeah, Trevor, he just he doesn't work on Sweet 16 week. He doesn't. He just he's too focused. He's got to get these bets in. Well, I'm, I'm struggling right now. You, yeah, you gotta, I need to concentrate. A uh, texter wants to know your thoughts on uh, Mr. Big? Matt Ryan going to the Colts. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> My thought is, is that they're just it's just another another the Colts bringing another veteran quarterback. I think I'm, I'm I think I looked at, I saw the stat. This is legitimate. Like they're what they're fifth year in a row with a fifth different quarterback. Is that right? They had Andrew Luck just well, ruined them. Oh, destroyed it. I mean, they went because they had it was Luck and then um, Jacob. They got from Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Thank you, Jacob. Jacoby Brissett. I'm screwed up names left and right. Pacey Casey. Uh, a shocking turn of events from the usual <laughs> Mike Rutherford show. Yeah, because normally I just nail them like a carpenter over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is like, that was my nickname in high school. Um, <laughs> then you had what did you have to present? You had uh, Rivers, Rivers, and then you had Wentz, and now you have Ryan. God, that's right. Five years in a row. That's nuts. I mean, who? So who's an over thirty-four year old, thirty-five year old veteran out there that they may go after next year? It does seem like. <laughs> Stafford, like, they, they, they realize that they have a bad year, and they're like, well, let's get rid of Stafford after after two years. You know how Hollywood gets crap for you know, just, like, retread after retread, just bringing in, like, these old, like, 55-year-old male actors that have been around forever just to play these basic roles? We, we're kind of getting the same thing in the NFL right now, where it's like— Well, with the Colts, at least. <laughs> yeah, if you're just, like, an average quarterback who's in their late 30s that was really good at one point in time, like, you're going to get a starting job. Like, just give him one last chance. Why not? Throw him out there. He'll be fine. I'm sure it's going to go okay. I mean, Ryan Hoyer, bring him back. 
<laughs> Brian Hoyer, I think, is still back up somewhere. Gotta be. I mean, he, dude, Brian Hoyer will play forever. Thinking Brian Hoyer was the guy who looked like he was 50, but he was like in second year in the league. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's ever that's like 16 of the NFL quarterbacks these days. Michigan like, State. Like, oh my God, he's still in the league. Uh, so, so here's gotta the, be another quarter. I'm thinking another. Hope we go on. Yeah. Here's the text there from yesterday, talking about you doing Mr. Big. <laughs> out of context that odd way to phrase it that's my yeah. fault <laughs> texture said hearing trevor's rendition yesterday of to be with you by mr big was well it was something thank you it struck me for the first time how creepy the lyrics are does the song not romanticize sloppy seconds trevor claiming he sang it all the time as a 10 year old doesn't help the mental image either <laughs> does it Promote something. Hold on, little girl. Be with you. I mean, yeah. He's, she's she's kind of hurt. She's been hurt by somebody else. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, I guess it is, but, I mean. It's the old, it, it's a very much a friend zone song. I mean, what? I want to be with you. What, what, what isn't Sloppy Seconds? I mean, no one's Marco Polo anymore. I mean, come on, Dan. Unless you're like. <laughs> Wait, explain that reference to me. No one's Marco Polo yeah, anymore? Yeah, because everyone, trust me, everywhere someone's been, someone's been there before oh, you. Oh, <laughs> I get it. You like that? I got it. Okay. I was like, was Marco Polo famously celibate? And I just didn't know about this. Quite possibly. It was one of those moments where you're like, is this a well-known thing that's just a total <laughs> just blank spot? I have no idea about. Everybody knows Marco Polo didn't bang. Died a virgin. Yeah. That's why he was so eager to explore. His balls were bursting. Oh, now, I, now I'm saying things. Oh, uh, man. No, I, I, I got you in trouble on this. You did. That's okay. Neither of us will be here this week. This week. I'm also now taking <laughs> off the next three days. Texas says, it's been since George Reeves was Superman that UK has beaten us in basketball. Adam West was Batman. Um... Her <laughs> kids was Catwoman. Texture says, home robbing Louisville fan listening to the show today. Oh, Mike's little home alarm system doesn't work, huh? <laughs> home robbing Louisville. <laughs> it works. Trust me. Only when electricity goes out. We got the video system. We're okay. We're going to be fine. Just don't cut the power before you try to steal, before you try to rob him. It's going to beep a lot. <laughs> it's going to beep If you lot. do cut the power, it's going to beep a lot. Why don't you just take it out, by the way? Well, we did. But you st- like the thing is anchored into the wall. And I don't really want to repaint or fill, plug that hole, so. <laughs> so can, you just, can you just, like, hang a picture over it? No. It's behind the door. It's an odd place for a picture. Why would you put it behind the door to begin with? I mean, we didn't put it in. It was there when we bought the house. It sounds like a coat rack place or something. Well, yeah. I mean, well, we do have a coat rack behind the other door. Texas, as a lawyer, Trevor. Oh, no. This generally. Can't, this can't be good already. <laughs> How many times have you heard that? Oh, man. If I could go one day without a statement coming to me that didn't start with, as a lawyer. As a lawyer, Trevor, generally, yes, monopolies are illegal. But natural monopolies like electric, water, and phone companies are allowed because of feasibility. Huh? It just reminds me of the TV companies. Like that South Park episode where they're like, oh, you don't like hanging on the line? Maybe you should go try to change it to one of the other companies. Oh, there are no other companies? <laughs> I mean... We hate to hear that. So, I mean, so electric, water, and... What was phone it? companies. And phone. They're allowed because of feasibility. Well, the phone companies aren't... I mean, because well, I think of cell phone companies, so those, that's definitely... There's no monopoly with a phone anymore. But back in the day, like when it was when everybody had landlines. Everybody had, you had to go through, yeah. I mean, and I still have technically a landline, but... You do? Yeah. Why? Because uh, my mom is your has mom a home office it? and she uses a fax uh, machine. So, yeah. Uh, she uses a fax machine? 
I used to have to use a fax machine all the time. The one year that I worked as a clerk slash courier uh, law office, and like they faxed all the time. Because she works as she she works as in uh, my cousin and a friend of mine, uh, like our clients with like um, uh, Aflac. So she's like a kind of a, she does like a, she works out of uh, home office as like a secretary for them for their Aflac council. So she's gotcha. always faxing like forms and stuff to people. Of course, you know Aflac doesn't pay for the the fax line. I do, oh. but. It's no here, no there. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking it is, based on the way you said it. I think it is both here and there. I think it's on the forefront of your mind, to be quite frank. Oh, I'm just saying, is to pay 50 bucks a month so you can have a fax machine for a job I don't get compensated for. <laughs> At least you're not bitter. Texture says Casey Pageant. <laughs> Wasn't that a person? I don't know. Is it a, is that a Dawson's Creek character? No, Casey's last name was a pageant. Well, I don't trust you on this after... That name sounds familiar. Casey Affleck? Well, we I know what that is. <laughs> Texture says, is the year of the Cardinal back on? You're damn right. Maybe. I've been seeing... I, I've, I don't know if you noticed this, but I've been distracted slightly. I can see the... My window is reflecting in the mirror between us. Okay. My window's open. And in the reflection, there are two red birds that have just been going at it nonstop this entire show. Fighting or... Bleeping. Bleeping. Oh. So they're Cardinals. They're Cardinals. <sighs> I like that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So I think this is like a year that, yeah, I mean, I can see them right now. I don't know if you can see them at the angle you're at. I can just, it's just the weird, the way the angles are. You know, the bright red ones that everybody uses, everybody who has Cardinals for their mascot, like we do, mm-hmm. you know, you use the bright red one. Those are only the females. The really? male, male Cardinals are gray with a like red beak. But they both have teeth, right? All of them have teeth. <laughs> Little known fact. I just drives me insane with your fans. Like your mascot doesn't even have teeth. It's, like, it's a freaking mascot, it's a, dude. I love that it has teeth. <laughs> I mean, it's character. It's a ma- it's a cartoon mascot. We were in the backyard. I was in the backyard with with Virginia, uh, my two year old, a couple of days ago, and our, uh, our our neighbor Pam, who we love, she has a bird feeder. So I she love has Pam. She's great. So she has all these. She always has all these these birds in her backyard. And a bunch of them, like like 10 of them in this little tree next to our driveway were cardinals. And there were some that were bright reds. And I was like, hey, Virginia, look, like those are cardinal birds, like like the go-cards. Because she every time she sees a sport, she's like, go-cards go cards are winning. I'm like, you're damn right they are. Right. And she says, she, her reaction to me saying that was, those are my birds. Get away from them. <laughs> I was like, well, no. You got that, that two-year-old, everything's mine. <laughs> She's usually not that bad about stuff like that. By the way, I, I, picked, I picked up a school today, and her teacher is like, she uses the biggest words to describe her feelings. I'm like, I'm like, well, what happened today? And she, she's like, well, she we gave her veggie straws for a snack. She threw them across the room and says, I like goldfish more. I would like to have some goldfish now, please. I'm like, <laughs> we're working on the throwing stuff. My deepest apologies. She's... She's a little particular. I like how they weren't even worried about the throwing. They were more worried about the, the, the use of the politeness and language. Well, they're like, she just like, she like, because like, most of the kids in her class can no. not talk that much. Yeah. And she's like, I'll go in the art closet and she'll open it up and be like, hey, what's going on in here? What are you doing? And I'm like, that's, that, that's her. She's, she bossed us around and complete sentences already at two. It's, it's not going great. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> She yesterday got out of the bath and just started screaming, shake that booty, and did a dance, like, with sticking her butt out. Like, shake that booty. And I'm like, I was like, did you teach her this? Like, wh- where has she heard shake that booty before? Like, not neither one of us have ever said this phrase, let alone done a dance to it. I don't I don't know what's going on. 
Uh, Texas says, we hear Coach Cal rumors leaving Kentucky all the time, and they are hilarious every time. Do you think we will hear more or less this offseason? I assume if he's already watching DJ. Well, we hear the rumors because Coach K likes to remind, or Coach Cal likes to remind everybody, you know, I'm great. You don't want me to leave. Like he'll do. Like when they lose to Kansas State, he and his people will float out the like. Well, the Nets are looking at Coach Cal, mm-hmm. so the people will say, well, he may have just lost to Kansas State, but he's still our best option. We want him here. Let's remember all that he's done. I'm not sure those rumors would be met with the same response this year. You're saying the Knicks have nobody standing in front of him taking him now. I'm saying if Kentucky fans heard those same rumors that they've been hearing for the last 12 years, they might be like, cool, we're good. You think that's a majority or minority that would do that, though? Probably a minority. I think but it's a minority. It, it's, still mo- it's a stronger minority than it's ever been. I feel I confident about that. Yeah. Like, that group is growing. Because back in the day, it was just, it was more about, it wasn't about the results. The people who were anti-Cal were about the way he was doing it, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't like the one and done. We don't like you saying the biggest night for the program is the NBA draft. Like, you know, that's oh, cool for you, which is well, that BS. one was that one was on the 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 shelf for about a year and a half, yeah. two years, three years maybe. I'll give I'll say this for Cal, you know, when you win the national title, you you're, you basically have carte blanche. Like like you can say whatever you want, it's going to be fine. He played that up as much as he could. Like they won the national title, and he's like, "We don't care about national titles. We're not a we're not a program that cares about tradition. We care about doing things differently and getting guys to the NBA." And all of these fans of a program that quite literally cares about tradition more than any other program in college basketball were well, like, "Yeah, well, if you keep winning like this, we're fine." But after a few years, that ain't gonna fly. Well, the NBA comment came out before he won a title, though. It did, but like after the, the after they won the title, he, yeah, he made he, the he, comment about we're not a traditional program. Yeah, because the, the NBA draft comment came in Raptors' first year there. Was it that early? It was that early because I was doing a week. I still remember doing a weekend show, but furlongs with Matt Jones. So it was 2010 when it was the greatest yeah. night in Kentucky basketball history. Yeah, because they and they and a lot of them were still better because they had lost the way they lost to West Virginia a team. Right. That, they were clearly better then. I mean, they went what, one of 22 from 30. Yeah, well, I mean, Bob Huggins just coached circles around Cal Perry that entire game. And left him curious, picking his nose, wondering what the hell happened. And that's why I think he did this whole draft thing. And I just remember doing the show with Matt Jones. And Matt Jones, like, just was so angry at Cal for, like, the comments. He was like, does he not know that we had an entire team win the Olympic gold? <laughs> and I'm like, Matt, I didn't know that. I was going to say, they did? <laughs> yeah, he said, UK, he said UK the Olympics in 1941. I'm like, well. Okay, I mean, Cal probably still doesn't know that. Screw Hitler. I mean, what, is that supposed to, what am I supposed to say? I don't. We won the gold in 1941. Good. We single-handedly <laughs> took down the third Reich. Yeah, I as mean, Kentucky fans. <laughs> I mean, but I, I do think that the the group of like, like the the group of fans who are mad at Cal now, it's becoming more about the results than it was like philosophy or culture or whatever it was in 2014, 2015, 2016. Like now, it's I don't care how you're doing it, you're not doing enough. We won nine games last year. We lost the damn Peacocks in the first round this year. <laughs> we haven't been to. We haven't won a national title in over a decade now. We haven't been to a Final Four since 2015. Like, however you got to do it, get us back to what you were doing the first half of your tenure. Like, that's I think where people are. Texas Mike was out Thursday, so I didn't get a chance to ask the holiday question. In the spirit of St. Patrick's Day, who could drink six car bombs and win in a fight using a shillelagh herder church? This person always asks the herder church question. <laughs> Okay, uh, I've never drinking a car bomb before. All the time. No, no. Don't call him that. Don't call him that? Disrespectful. To who? Irish. 
I'm Irish. I can say it then. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. That's what I was told. Because uh, <laughs> it has Dr. Pepper in it, doesn't it, or something? No. What? It's, it's dropping a shot Genesis. of whiskey in a dark beer. Okay. Is that what it is? I thought there was, what's the one that... Isn't there one that has Dr. Pepper in it? I don't know. It's like Vegas Bombs, Jaeger Bombs. Maybe that's what it is. I've never drinking any of the bombs either way. No I, used to, I was a big bomb guy. I've never been. I like the Jaeger, but I've never was a big. I never got into the bomb bomb uh, trend. But if they answer the Texas question, if it involves alcohol, I'm going with George. George. Yeah, it's kind of an easy one, right? I mean, I don't know about Josh. I don't. I don't know. I've never I don't, never I, seen him drink. No, I've seen Tom George. I, I feel as if though, yeah, halfway through the contest, George won't have to hit him with the shillelagh because Josh will probably just fall over. Texas, my two cents about the roster, those three that were at the presser are the three that actually are still deciding. The others already know if they're staying going and went on spring break. I don't think that's the case. Um, well, who are the three that was... That was uh, the three that were at the press Curry. conference were Ellis... No, Curry wasn't there. LLS, okay. Dre Davis, and Jalen Withers. All right. I think that... I, I mean, I think that there are others who are still very much deciding who weren't there. I wouldn't even automatically write them those three being there being the, the fact they're staying either i mean no i and that's what that person said oh, okay. he's saying i think that they were gotcha, there because they're the only the ones who don't know what their decision's going to be or we'll they see. just happen to be available yeah i mean the other ones were on spring break i think which yeah. i love how people were like well you remember you were explaining you're like you know they made these plans a long time ago i'm like and like it's the first week of the ncaa tournament the fact that, that, that <laughs> you said that and i was like yeah they probably did just goes to show how bad of a state we were in they were in January. They're like, you know what? We're good for Daytona. Just <laughs> yeah. go ahead and book it. We'll fly down there together. It's going to be fine. We'll make those plans. They went back to the Bahamas, remembering the good old times. Texas is talking about reality shows, uh, a competition, Night School, where they had a reality show to be a walk-on at Texas Tech under Bobby Knight was awesome. That was a great show. I don't remember that. Oh, I watched every episode. This had to be like early, mid 2000s, because mid 2000s was like the. the Early mid 2000s was that. Huge blow up reality. reality Not that they still don't do one, but yeah. That was when, if you had had a TV station, it was like, what was the. You've never seen PCU, which. I've seen PCU. Okay, so that could be someone like DC's. Like during the 2005, like anytime, 24 hours a day, there's a reality show on TV. I want to say night school was like 2005. I feel like I was in college. Um, it's hard to go back and think that Bobby Knight was okay with that. Exactly. I mean, the that, editing process on that show had to have been <laughs> ridiculous. Who has a harder time, that guy or the one who has to make a Quentin Tarantino movie okay for TBS? I, mean, I just imagine them going back and being like, like I see Django on cable. I'm like, the guy who had to edit this, I feel bad for that dude. Like, well, he <laughs> dropped five homophobic slurs today. Use the N word. We're gonna have to work all this out. I like. Was Bobby Knight's on that show? It just shows him like saying hello, and that was it. Yeah, he was like, "Hey," and that was it. Cuts away, and then you don't see him again the rest of the show. They cut to the players, and his voice just <laughs> modulates extremely. It's like Bobby's like, "Now, what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna go have layup drills, and, ha- and then we're gonna run some suicides and a two-man weave, like a three-man weave." <laughs> the old school '80s uh, dubbing of Coach exactly. Words. Yeah, strike this guy out. <laughs> Major League. 2006 was when that show aired. Oh, man. Yeah, that was in the wheelhouse of, yeah. 2004 to 2006 was like everyone did, yeah, reality shows. It was a great show. Um, Reality shows. We'll take a break. When we come back, more of your text, more madness, more nonsense, more Trevor doing Trevor stuff. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on Tuesday on 1450 The Big X.
Forget the classic friends with you know Ronnie and uh, Paula, <laughs> Christopher and Jamie living together. Come on, at least at least Rhodes. Mine were at least close. It'd be it'd be uh, you get Randy instead of Ross. If you're just joining the show at the beginning, I don't of know it, what Chandler would be. <laughs> Trevor claimed he was uh, a Dawson's Creek super fan. There's no claim. And I then was, was what. I disagree at this point because Trevor thought the main character, or one of the main characters' name was Casey, was adamant. Because I said the only thing that I know about is the show. I never saw it. Was that the character Pacey? And you were like, no, it's Casey. And I'm like, I'm very confident it's Pacey. Clearly it is Pacey. And so now we're making fun of Trevor for getting everybody's name wrong. <laughs> First of all, he wasn't the main character. He was a secondary character. Was Dawson the main character? Dawson and Joey were the two main. And then the creek. Then the Creek was right there at number three. Creek was the third character. And then, uh, and, and I don't think I ever finished Dawson's Creek now I think about it. Once again, diehard fan, biggest fan in the world, doesn't know the main character or one of the main characters' name, didn't even finish the damn show. I mean, the way you're The going, evidence is piling within up. Within 45 minutes from now, I won't even know the name of the show. I'll be like, uh, uh Derek's Creek? Derek's Pond? <laughs> Christopher's Ocean. I was going to quiz you with this right when we came back, but you already saw it, so we'll quiz the, the listenership. We've been talking about a lot about buyouts for the last two months for obvious reasons. We've been talking about coaching searches. Who could we hire? Who could we not hire? And some coaches have normal buyouts. We talked, I think Eric Musselman's will go down to $2 million on April 1st. Um, the outrageous buyout that's going to keep Jeff Capel at Pittsburgh is about $15.2 million. And Via Matt Jones. He might, might keep his job even longer now that Sean Miller's gone over to, to uh, Xavier. They're like, hell, like, let's just keep Gabriel. <laughs> might as well, yeah. Give his brother the job. So Trevor already knows it, so I can't quiz him. But if you're listening to this in the car. For the record, I would have gotten it wrong. We all would have gotten <laughs> yeah, it wrong. Yeah, there's no way I would have guessed this. John Calipari, if fans are trying to get him out of Lexington, force him out, Matt Jones has found out uh, what his buyout exactly is. So take a moment if you're driving around or if you're listening to this on podcast and just guess in your mind what John Calipari's buyout is. For, for what it's worth, if you were asking me this, I would have said $22 million. I probably would have said twenty. I was in the 20 area. $52 million. That is insane. Is what John Calipari's buyout is. I, 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 just, I, just, I, just, I just infused insane and obscene. That's fine. <laughs> I, made it, I made the word obscene. I'm, it's ridiculous. I'm using on Wordle tomorrow. Obscene. <laughs> My guess is that his contract probably, you know, remember the old morality clause that was in Rick Pitino's contract? I, I'm guessing that there's stipulations in there where you can fire him for cause and you get out of the buyout. But if you want to fire him just because he's become a bad head coach who's not producing on the court, $52 million. And according to Jones, it does decrease by a little over $6 million a year over the next eight seasons, which still, let's say Kentucky has, let's say that they, they flop next year. I don't, I'm not predicting this. I don't think it's going to happen. But let's say they have a terrible year. They win less than nine games. <laughs> yeah, they, they miss the NCAA tournament. And all of a sudden, you're staring down three straight years where UK's missed the tournament twice, and the other time that they made it, they got upset by a 15 seed in the first round. That'd you be, haven't won a tournament game since 2019. That'd be four years without a tournament win, which would be a school record. If you wanted to fire him for strictly those reasons, it would cost you $46 million. 
if the next year happens, if he has two bad years in a row, and you're like, man, this guy, we haven't been good in five years. What, what are we doing? He's done. The magic's over. We've got to get some new blood in here. It's going to cost you $40 million for the buyout alone. Okay, so $40 million. If it's at 52 now, where did it start at? Well, we got the lifetime deal, what, two years ago? So what did it so start it's probably at? like $60 million, $62 million. $100 million? Yeah, the buyout just... We're going to pay you $150 million if we fire you for... for what was Patino's buyout before, he, before, before, before the bleep hit the fan? Good question. No idea. Okay, I'm just curious. Because no I'm sitting there thinking you're talking about like a, mor- a moral clause... And I'm thinking if I'm Cal and I'm like having a few drinks and I'm out and cute, maybe cute little things talking to me, I'm thinking I could do this, but man, it's going to cost me $52 million. <laughs> Sweetheart, you're not that cute. <laughs> Rupert Tino's current buyout at Iona, do you want to guess what it is? $8 million. Five. Rupert Tino's standard buyout agreement at Louisville. Well, hold on. It says 44 when he got fired. $44 million? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's, it was high. That That is very high. Yeah, I was assuming it was He was up. the highest paid basketball coach in the country at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it. Now it's Cal. Now I believe it more, though, knowing that Cal's is $52 million. 52 though. That's just absurd. Lifetime contract. Which, can we stop saying that? Because it's not actually a lifetime. Like, Auburn tried to do that with Bruce Pearl. I'm like, if it's seven to eight years, it's not a lifetime contract. That's not, that's not how this works. That's not literal. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> I mean, he will never co- He's not allowed to coach anywhere else until he, in, in this lifetime. Yeah, lifetime contract is we're not firing you no matter how bad you suck until you die. That's that's what a lifetime contract is. Or you can't go anywhere until you die. Are you a fan of of the the tenure policy? Say that again. Are you a fan of the tenure policy? What do you mean? Like if you if, if you if your college professors get oh tenure, tenure. I tenure. thought you said ten year. I was no. like, what's that philosophy? It did sound like tenure. Not really. I mean, I don't understand how you can like professors like you can. I can do whatever I want. Well, because because you're saying he has a lifetime contract. Now, obviously, they could fire him, even though he has a lifetime contract. But it's what that's what popped in my head. But it's not really a lifetime contract. Because tenure, I always thought I never understood like the why they do that. Like this seems like one of the dumbest things to do. It's like okay, here you go. Now you're just secure for life. You do whatever you want. We can't fire you. You can just be lazy. And so I mean, I just it seems like a stupid concept. It's. It's a good question. I've never so let me just you know what I'm gonna see if we'll ask Jeeves here or ask ask Google. Is, is Jeeves still a, an option? I don't think Jeeves is, is is answering questions these days. What was the I one? Jeeves is retired. What was the one you would call? Was it Chichi? I've got no idea. That you would call a number and it would give you. Okay, an answer? hold on. Let's, okay. let's stay focused here. The purpose, this is according to uh, the Raleigh News and Observer, the purpose of tenure is really to insulate faculty members from dismissal because of their political activities, research, teaching, or participation in the governance of the institution. There you go. <laughs> their political views. Right there. <laughs> I guess you give somebody tenure if they've shown good faith and done a great job over 10, 15, 20 years, because if they would have been involved in like a protest or something that people would... But can't you give them just a raise? I don't know. I'm with you. Give, yeah, telling someone that you, you're basically giving them a free pass to do whatever they freaking want and they can't be fired for it. People smarter than us, let us know. Because like, we're, we're, we're dumb. Where's we that we lawyer don't need to be from earlier? This topic. Yeah, get that lawyer back in here. <laughs> Help us out. My one year of law school did, did not school me on this. What, what, did you, in your one year of law school, like what was like... Did you have a te- like how I many multiple tests or? 
Did I have tests in law school? <laughs> like, what was your only one-year midterm or final about? Law school is just you have a big final. That's it. You just have one big final? Yeah, that's how every class is. So what was Besides your... BLS. Basic legal skills, you you write a brief and you argue it. Uh, you have a oral argument at go down to the courthouse and you do that. That was the big thing. I did that on the day that Bellarmine won the 2011 D2 national title. Nice. It was great. Did you win your argument? I like to think. I mean, I got an A. So okay. that was the one class that I was good at in law school. What was your final? Uh, your, did you did one final because you were there one year? What was that over? Just well, no, you have several classes. You have a final in every class. Oh, okay. That's it. The only other one is legal research. You take at the beginning of your first semester. See, I don't know why I always thought law school like there's just one class. You're teaching law. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the over what class do you have today? Law. law. I mean. <laughs> What, like you were taking multiple classes was it like misdemeanor class and no i mean you have like... <laughs> <laughs> got my law final today oh what, what, second semester crap i gotta take maritime law to this this year no i mean i had all the basic classes because I, I only did one l like the you... basic law cl- i mean so what are the basic that's, that's... I mean, what what would those definitions be? You have contracts, you have okay. torts, you have property. Torts, that's like have... a that's a that's a dessert, right? E- exactly. <laughs> that's that's why why are we talking about this? Because I'm curious. You have uh, I had Civ Pro. You have Ooh, that sounds like did you get a shot for that? Yeah, exactly. You have property, um, and then like I said, legal research first semester, and then BLS, which was basic legal schools second semester. I'm glad we went down this road. I mean, I'm just, yeah, that sounds like a lot. How'd you do on your law final? (laughs) I don't know why. I always just picture, like, if you're going to school to be a lawyer, like, it's just, like, one, like, class. Like, you're you're going over different parts of the law. Just there for eight hours, just the one class, one professor. I mean, obviously, like, you're going to study different parts of the law as the year goes along. (laughs) I would think. (laughs) Well, how did you... <laughs> I don't know why I, I, just never, I never pictured you having like eight different like like contracts and syphilis and tarts and, <laughs> and whatever <laughs> with the other stuff you had the, the BL the BL movements or whatever. Everybody <laughs> wanted to take the STD class. <laughs> Everybody wanted to take that one. It was very sexy. Uh, my mom just texted and she said Trevor's the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently the I was wrong about the so the. God, I'm wrong about everything today. The, you me both, buddy. The male cardinal bird is the one that is bright red. The females are the one that are grayish with the the orange beak. Oh, so we're at least the dudes. Which makes sense because the you know the in most species the one that's the brightest is the one who's trying to get the attention of the female so they can reproduce. Yeah, like the monkey's butt. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm peacocking, baby. <laughs> Peacock. I'm now just texting the text. I'm scrolling up the text line, and the amount of people who have corrected me about the cardinal thing is this is like <laughs> this is like yesterday, or this is like this is more people correcting me about the cardinals than corrected you about Casey Pacey. <laughs> uh, and by, I'm and, sorry. And I didn't have someone text me to let me know it was Cha Cha, which is what I was thinking of. Used, For what? You used to be able. To, there was a number you used to be able to call and ask a. Uh, oh. Like I guess this is like early before Google days. Gotcha. And you would call this number and be like, "Hey, what's the how much water's in the ocean?" And they'd be like, we, "I guess they somebody the chop chop place Google's it and then tells you, or they take, I think he would text you back." Seems like a waste of time. Oh yeah, completely. There's just how big of a loss is Aaron Hodges to the football staff? We talked a little bit about this at the end of yesterday's show. Uh, Aaron Hodges, who's been in charge, who was in charge of 
uh, who's the recruiting coordinator for U of L football, announced yesterday that he was leaving to take a position coach job at TCU. Um, had kind words on the way out, said Scott Satterfield was the best coach he'd ever worked for, and it wasn't close. And that includes Jeff Brom, who he worked for at Purdue. It includes uh, Urban Meyer, who worked for at Ohio State. Um, I can't remember the other schools. I know we looked it up. It was Texas and... It was big schools. Yeah, it was Texas and somebody else. I can't remember the third one or fourth one now. Maybe Texas Tech, I think, was in there. It was. Yep, you're right. It was Texas Tech. How big of a loss is he? I mean, this is the recruiting coordinator. He's not the person who's actually going out there and talking to players and, yeah, and getting them to buy in. I think it, it'd be a much, much, much bigger deal if you were losing Pete Thomas or Pete Nocta uh, here and all this as far as the recruiting momentum. But he is the one that sets the reservations at the restaurant for where Pete Nocta meets the recruit. Not No small thing. No small thing. That's I mean, no small thing. If he was recruiting Zion Williamson because of this, we'd have trouble because we'd be, you know, maybe not send him to a place that he can get two steaks. I don't even know where that road goes. That clumps an assistant. I've never been there before. It's like, well, your GPS shows that you went there 27 times in 13 days. Well, I don't know what to say. Can't tell you that. Did you see the the updated? 27 times. I don't think I even talk about 27 times in 13 well, days. Sahan was a great player. They really wanted him at Clemson. Should have gotten his dad that job. They announced the updated recruiting rankings for the 2023 classes via uh, 247 Sports. Louisville, as of right now, number nine. Oh, baby. We are one spot ahead of Tennessee. We are one spot behind Michigan. We're Kentucky yet. Not in the top ten. Uh, that much. Uh, uh, uh. Your recruiting rankings for 2023 at the moment. Number one, Notre Dame. The big dog been neutered. Number two, Texas Tech. Number three, Arkansas. Number four, Georgia. Five, Penn State. Six, Baylor. Seven, Ohio State. Eight, Michigan. Nine, Louisville. Ten, Tennessee. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things does Don't not. Don't talk about Texas Tech like that. <laughs> I mean, They've had some good years. They they famously beat Texas one time in one regular season game 15 oh, years I'll ago. Oh, I'll never forget the Crabtree touchdown. Who could? It's, all, it's their entire history. I mean, it is pretty much. <laughs> they had that moment, and now they have the second best class in 2023. Hmm. Texture says, what players does Kenny Payne have a realistic chance of getting for next season, whether it be decommits or the transfer portal? I mean, transfer, I couldn't tell you one person. Well, transfer portal, we don't even know. I mean, yeah, we don't lose anything. We're just yeah. starting the process of getting guys in the portal. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of attractive options right now. No, like, gigantic, splashy Marcus Carr, Carly Jones, Damian Lee type players, but you are getting some high scores from mid major teams that have made themselves available. But that's only going to, I mean, for the next month. Every single day, you're going to have mm. relatively big names entering the portal. It's just the, the way it's going to work. So it's too early to start talking about those things. I think Sky Clark, it's that's fine to talk about. He's a 2022 player that has a relationship with Kenny Payne, who recently decommitted from Kentucky, who would fill a position of need for Louisville next year. But outside of that, we're just all kind of speculating. Honestly, my, if, you, if you want to focus on something with Louisville and Kenny Payne in the future right now, I'd be looking more at the coaching staff than I would be recruits. Thanks. That's what needs to be filled before the, the anything else. Get that figured out. I mean, also, because these you, are the people that are going to be joining Kenny and talking to these said recruits. And also, I mean, you're assuming that you're going to hire at least one or two guys who have existing relationships with some of these players, whether they're mm-hmm. recruits or transfers. I mean... If you're bringing in Nolan Smith, he's definitely got relationships with players who maybe you would have a chance at that you wouldn't if he's not joining your staff. Players that either A, have signed with Duke, or maybe he just recruited that didn't sign with Duke but are still available. And I believe Milt Wagner has some type of relationship with the number one player in the 2023 class. So (laughs) that's out there. Uh, (laughs) Texas says, UK fans, quote, how does it feel to have your expectations set in reality instead of whatever the hell we do? 
<laughs> I think he's reacting to that text from earlier. Oh, okay. The guy was like, how does it feel to know that we're going to have national title aspirations did he say, next year? Did he say we were in reality? I, I missed the... He's making fun of UK fans. Okay, then that's That's fine. all you need to know. That's all I need to know. Exactly. <laughs> Takes us a buddy of mine bumped into Jesse from TRL at Goodwill on Shelbyville Road three or four years ago. I don't know if this person's joking or not. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't tell if that was a joke or serious. I don't know. Because I buy it if it's serious. If you if that person says, I swear, hand to God, it happened, I would believe them. 100%. I would. Um. Texas at American Idol second place, Justin Guarini is the guy singing all the new Dr. Pepper commercials. He is? The guy, that's what made me, when I see this commercial, my mind automatically goes to the darkness. What? The band, the darkness, the song I played yesterday, oh. a little thing called Love. I believe in nothing that, called Love. Because the lead singer, that band, like, the, if you remember the video, the lead singer, like, that, the guy in the Dr. Pepper commercial, it's he always, does, does look like constantly what I think of when I see that, that guy. I'm thinking that's who they're ripping off. But they made, we talked about, the American public making the wrong choices in a lot of these reality show contests. Not always. American Idol, the first one, arguably the biggest contest in any of these, made the right choice. Kelly Clarkson, clearly a better career than Justin Guarini. Okay. <laughs> Except for who came in third, The weekend, Taylor Swift. <laughs> they would have been way too young. Katy Perry, I don't know. Prince. I'm trying to say, I don't think Katy Perry's even relevant anymore, is she? she yes, yeah, she is. She did the uh, the halftime show for the national title game in college football this year. That doesn't answer on, my question. She was question. on SNL like three weeks ago. Uh, was she okay? She's relevant. I mean, when's the last time she had a, like, a, a, a hit song? I mean, would you know if she did? I, I wouldn't. I knew she had, there was a stretch where she had like 20 number one hits in like three years. I know, but you and I both now are, let's be honest, like we are removed from the pop, current pop music scene. Dude, if I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. I wasn't even current when she was current. Exactly. So you wouldn't even I know. Mean, I know this. I know, I'd have uh, a slightly better idea than I, you would, I think. And I certainly this is the, the least I've known about current music my entire life. I mean, I don't know. I do check out the Billboard charts occasionally. Now, does that mean I know what I'm looking at? Look, I'm a father of two young kids. Heroically battled COVID. Heroically battled power outages at the house. I'm just trying to make it day to day. Alarm systems going off randomly. I don't have time to figure out what the hell a BTS is anymore. I don't even know. What is the currently the number one song on Billboard charts? Oh, I've got no. I, I probably haven't heard of it. I'll be honest. I probably haven't heard of it. I'm gonna Google that. Do it right now. Uh, I'm just curious. I wonder if we can even guess. I bet. I've heard. I actually said this statement out loud a few months ago. I said every song on the radio is starting to sound the same to me. I'm a million years old. And th- that's what old people say. Then again, I don't even know. Can you even like, uh, judge the top song by Billboard anymore with the way music's handed out, just the way it is, and streaming and everything? Uh, <laughs> what is it? Is it BTS? No. Some, some band called Glass Animals. Heat- I know Glass Animals. I've never heard of that song called Heat Waves. I don't know the song. It's been on the charts for 61 weeks. It's been number one the last few weeks. I bet if I heard it, I'd at least like be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Maybe. <laughs> but I could, like, again, like, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Like, like, I know what it is, how it goes, what they say. The second, I'm old. The second one has is a duet with Justin Bieber, so I know I know who that is. It's uh, Kid Loreo. Loretti? I don't know who cares. He'll be relevant in three years. He's with Justin Bieber. Uh, Cody at Black, who I wouldn't even heard of if he wasn't banging somebody in the luxury box of a Panthers game or whatever it was. Kodak. Whatever. Uh, Lamar Jackson's boy. Is it? Good for him. Yeah. Uh, he's number three. Uh, Male Gale is number four. Number five is 
I can't even give you all these names. You could be making up some of these. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Carolina, Gaten, Marino. I mean, it's a ton right. of names. We, we, we've done enough here. We, we have to go to Hey, Adele. Out. Imagine Dragons is number eight. I know that. Little Nas, Little Nas X is still around. Oh, yeah. He's killing it. He's up for like a billion Grammys. Is he good for him? Yeah. Did something with Jack Harlow. Re- and Ed, and Ed, uh, Sharon. Shireen. Sharon. Whatever. Uh, he's number 10. I know him because he's in the movie yesterday. Even the ones you know, you don't pronounce their names correctly. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I'm going to listen to this Glass Animal song at the break. All right, we'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll we'll let you guys know. I'm sure you're on the edge of your seats whether or not we recognize this Glass Animal song, which apparently is the hottest song in America right now. And we'll come back and we'll uh, you know have, have more non sequiturs. We, we there are some things that I would like to get to this uh, this last hour that we haven't gotten to just yet. Good uh, luck. Well, I'm gonna make it happen. Torrance, Torrance, Torrance was my Tuesday. What? Dungeons is with Trevor Tuesday. He's getting out of here. If, if you're upset with Trevor, you don't have to listen to him the rest of the week. He's going to be gone. <laughs> we'll come back. Final hour of Mike Rutherford Show coming up next year on idea what show this goes song for. I know you won't. What show is this? Peacemaker. Oh, the show the new one. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's a great. Best part about this? I kind of like the song. Oh, the song is, is pure 1987, but it was released in 2010. I can see that. So it's a British band called Wigwam. Oh, the song is catchy. Is that, I told you there's a reason why this song stuck in my head for about three days after I watched it. We briefly lost uh, connection there, if you're wondering yeah. why it took us a little bit longer than usual to get like, back to break. We had a dead air for about four minutes, too. Yeah. Trevor always handles it very well behind the scenes. You you don't hear... I think the other day when we had internet, TJ sent in a tweet, and it was like, over, under, on, I'm out of curse words, you heard Trevor say. Like, he did say that, yeah. And I texted him, I didn't tweet him, I texted him, I was like, you hit, I hit the under on this one, only because we're at the church station. Like if we were if we were at the Southern Indiana station and this happens, like yeah, I I have a bad tendency of just basically finding, like it, it kids almost be considered a special town to be used to find the ways I can use the f word as a verb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it almost is like like I said, I think it could be considered a talent. Sorry, I'm distracted now. I just saw that I kept it clean here, but I was getting a little aggravated over here. I just saw that Jonathan Indy, I just saw the clip, just hit an absolute nuke off Walker Bueller. He's the last guy you got left. Bueller. Bueller. I'm back. We're winning the World Series. We're good. <laughs> we got we have we're keeping uh Castillo. We're keeping Mali. We got India, he's gonna be the MVP. We're fine. We're all good. <laughs> Don't worry about us, guys. We're good. Twenty twenty two World Series champions. It's happening. Who else do you, who's who plays first who, who go through give Joey me. Votto. Oh, it does. Uh, we've got it's the final hour Brandon of the Mike. Brandon Phillips is still there, <laughs> still patrolling. 
going to play over India this year. <laughs> Adam Dunn at left field. He's still there, yeah. Uh, Barry Larkin at short. Barry Larkin at short. Chris Sabo at third, in case you didn't know he played third. Chris Sabo at third. Uh, I, was, I was cleaning. Play, Brandon Larson comes off the bench. I was looking through some. Uh, I didn't even realize I had this. I was looking through a closet last night, and I have some like uh, I knew I had these bob- Reds bobblehead dolls from when I was working with the Red Station. That was a Reds affiliate. They sent us like all the bobblehead collection, and I have my stuff and opened them. Uh-huh. But I've got them, and I realized just another one I didn't even realize was one of them was a special edition they sent us was Chris Sabo. Oh, nice. I was like, kind oh, of made me think of you for a second. Speaking of baseball, quick update from Jim Patterson Stadium. It's Bark at the Park Day at Jim Patterson. Woo, woo, woo. Cards, newly ranked team, number 15 in the Baseball America Top 25 poll this week after sweeping Notre Dame over the weekend. That's the only poll that matters. A little bit of trouble right now. They're down 4 nothing to Lipscomb in the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, hopefully we can get the bats going, get Ooh. the arms going, get everything going, and uh, not risk losing this, this winning streak that the team is on right now. But still plenty of time. Still plenty of time. We're going to be okay. It's the final hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I want to remind you guys one more time before we get out of here about the Big X golf cards. They're here. They're beautiful. They're spectacular. And they're going to give you a chance to play five of the best courses in southern Indiana for less than $25 a round. If you want to pick up one of these bad boys, supply is limited, so act now. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com. Click on the tab at the top of the screen that will say Big X Golf Cards, and it's going to have all the information that you need. The courses we're talking about, Chariot Run, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Play all five of these for under $25 a round, and that includes cart. And again, if you think uh, you know the Internet's a fad, don't have a computer, they're going out of style, you can still get one of these by calling 812-725-1457. That's 812-725-1457. Um, in addition to me being wrong about the Cardinals and everything, I'm sorry. Pretty, I mean, we've both been pretty wrong about everything. Between the two of us, I mean, good Lord. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Tuesday. Could you imagine being the fact checker for us, like the guy that does uh, the, the PTI? Stat Boy? Stat Boy, I mean, Tony Reality. <laughs> we don't need Stat Boy. You, you would just be like, no, I don't think that's right. It's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right here. You're like, I don't, I don't uh, know. Stat Boy, you are a liar. I stand by it. I stand by it. I'm not, I'm not changing. Pacey. Who names our kid Pacey? It's, it's, it's absolutely Casey. It's not Pacey. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go back and watch that tonight, by the way, because I just saw Adam and I am about seeing that. I mean, you're wrong. I don't. I don't no, know. I'm not. I think I think there's a typo on the on the Wikipedia you looked at. It's not. It's everything about the show. I've never seen the show. I know his name's Pacey. <laughs> a lot of typo. Never seen it. I know it's Pacey. What is it? Is that Netflix? I wonder if it's on Netflix. I don't know. Uh, quick shout out, Jared Poland, ACC Pitcher of the Week, freshly yep. named. That's awesome. ESPN. They ranked the 25 best players left in the Women's Sweet 16. Two Cardinals made the list. Haley Van Lith, number nine. Emily Angsler, number 15. That's awesome. I mentioned this earlier. Louisville Baseball now number 15 in the Baseball America Top 25. They're also uh, number 18 in the coaches poll. Mike Begeese, you mentioned this yesterday, still yep. in the mix for the George Washington job. That's fantastic. Uh, just some quick quick hitters here. Here's my favorite headline of the day, too. This may be my favorite. You know, you have to put a tease in for a story if you're linking it on social media. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Trevor. Pusha T and his brother co-wrote McDonald's I'm Loving It jingle back in 2003, but he says he made, quote, peanuts from that deal, and now he's getting even with a new fish sandwich diss track for Arby's. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, 
<laughs> this is the best story of the day. I really wish you'd given me more than 45 minutes to, to, to take all this in. Pusha T and his brother, they wrote the da 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 I'm loving it back in 03. <laughs> they didn't make any money off of it. It's just out of curiosity. Is Pusha T's brother Pula T? No. <laughs> but they have now made it what they refer to as a spicy fish diss against, I'm assuming it's against McDonald's. They may not be able to name McDonald's explicitly, but it's for Arby's. Which so Arby's get, does have a new spicy fish sandwich I saw. And apparently it's delicious. Is it? Ooh. I might, Pu- Pusha T loves it. I might check it out. I was up at Arby's not recently, and I saw they had it on the menu, but I didn't order it. Who do you back in this very famous, very high profile... Oh, we're team Arby's. ...fast food fish sandwich beef? Um, that, there's no doubt. Six days, seven days a week and twice on Sunday, I'm going Arby's, baby. You're a Pusha T guy. I'm, well, not. I mean, I, I don't even know who that is, but... Uh, who did you have in the Pusha T versus Drake feud? Pusha T. McDonald's needs to sign Drake now. Mainly only because I just don't like Drake. I mean, kind of a tool and a lying tool nonetheless. But uh, oh, <laughs> he's never coming on the show now. Good. I wasn't going to answer the phone if he called. We couldn't do it if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I would have hung up on him. Be like, Drake, bye. Wouldn't Degrassi wor- sucked. Wouldn't have worked anyway. Degrassi. <laughs> Degrassi. Degrassi. My sister loved Degrassi. No one, no one cares about Canadian melodrama. Jimmy Brooks <laughs> got shot for school shooting. Was that was that his character in the one in the wheelchair? Yeah, very sad. I had no idea what that show was until like one day I just caught it like on Saturday morning. Like I was just flipping through channels and it happened to catch a few minutes of it. I was like, what is this crap? <laughs> uh, also, the last note that I was going to get to, former card Jaron Christian has signed a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. I did see that, yeah. It's going to be a, uh, a swing tackle is what they're referring to him as. And that's, I mean, Jaron Christian was, he had the rare combination of size and extreme athleticism. There was that clip of him dunking that a lot of people shared. There was also one of Makai Becton before he got to Louisville. But Jaron Christian kind of cut from that same mold. Very big, very agile. Not surprised that he's hung around the NFL for this long. Yeah, got drafted by Washington, I believe, but was released relatively soon after being drafted by them, but picked up by Houston. Uh, Played most of last season, especially when um, uh, Larry Tunstall went out. So... I think he started nine games last season for Houston. Not that it's really, I mean, it's Houston. I know they're really? great, but yeah. I believe when, when Tunsil got injured last year, uh, he ended up filling in for almost eight or nine games starting for him. Did you? He's a nice, he's a nice, like, what would what, what, what Kansas City's going to do with him? Probably he's, he's a good secondary fill-in rotating lineman. Got right. it. You're not going to say, I'm putting him at left tackle 16 games. You do that, you're probably going to up like Houston did. But, you know, if you move him around, maybe, hey, Antonio, you know, uh, Brown needs to be out a few games. We'll put him in there. Blah blah blah. Pretty good money in that. Yeah, not no, not no, a bad no, life. Not shabby at all. Did you? TJ Walker has texted in. He's texted me a few times too. I don't know if he's joking here. If this is a true story, okay. you lost your virginity at an Arby's. No, I did not lose my virginity at an Arby's. TJ. He says you'll always <laughs> side with roast beef because you lost your virginity at an Arby's. No, I lost my virginity on the beach at Gulf Shores. Okay, well, I, I, did, I, I wasn't asking for the actual story. You know that because I was listening to Sponge. We've, we've discussed the song, I was the album we were we listening to. We have. I mean, you've discussed. <laughs> we, we've discussed is a very liberal way to put it. You have forced upon me this knowledge that I did not ask for. I did not I did not go looking for this. But Ar- You have volunteered this information. But Arby's, no, I am definitely Team Arby's 100%. I've been on the Arby's bandwagon i mean oh going back to the days when my when they would do the five for five roast beefs and my grandma would go buy like 50 of them and then freeze them and then unfreeze one the next what? What? oh i kid you not yeah this was like that 
when I was at Zachary Taylor, like every day. I've I, never known anybody this passionate about Arby's. Oh, yeah. My grandma would go to Arby's. Like when they do the five for five deal, which I think is more common now, but back in the day, that was something like it was like the Shamrock Shake. Like it happened like once a year. And they do the five for five deal, and you'd go there, and she'd go there, and she'd buy like $50 worth of roast beefs. And then she'd put them all in the freezer. And then, like, the next the night before, she'd take one out of the freezer, and then that would be my lunch. I'd take it to school the next day for my lunch. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I've been eating Arby's. I mean, if I was ever to change my name to a symbol like Prince, it would probably be the Arby symbol. Do you remember the I mean, Arby's oven mitt? Oh, yeah. That mascot? So, Arby's has been – I've been an Arby's supporter for long before they had all the meats. When I, I, I was on the Arby's bandwagon when they were just a meat. Text us, what's the TK take on the meat mountain? I've never eaten any mountain. I've have I have had my fair share of big Montanas though. You remember that? I don't. The full pound of roast beef. Oh man, the thing would just—I mean—it came in this giant container. The bread would just—I mean, I don't even know why they gave you bread. I mean, I, and most of the time I'm just eating it with a fork. So good. Oh, we've got a Kerosene text. Let's say doozy. Oh, I love Kerosene. They're all good doozies. So I guess, I guess KRC is not wanting to fire John Calipari. No, no, no. I, I would assume no, they have no, no. that, which is, seems like the reasonable stance. But there are people, like we said, in the UK fan base, in the BBN, that are out for blood. And this person has texted in. He sent in several texts. Rea- I'm assuming podcast listener, who is not very happy with John Calipari. Ooh. And here's the most recent. You all sound like the girlfriend whose boyfriend is getting fat, but she's too afraid to get rid of him because she's scared to start over. Like I said, sports fans, we can't make any sort of reference that's not about relationships. We have we have no ability to compare two things other than sports and love relationships. And I can confirm she will dump you if you get fat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what ladies this dude was hanging out with, but send him my number. <laughs> the guy also says now, also, Roush, hilarious people would be upset Trump lost. It's like people with common sense saw the current state of the country coming Uncle under Uncle Joe. <laughs> now we've got politics. I'm in assuming there. he's a Republican. I think you're assuming correctly. Which Roush is not. So he wants John Calipari gone. He wants Cal gone and Trump back in office. Texture says they'll Venmo you ten dollars for a meat mountain. <laughs> Somebody's offering to buy me one now. Don't put that in the Venmo description. <laughs> Don't put meat mountain in there. What's it for? The meat mountain now, isn't that like all the meats just basically Trevor, if you're asking me about Arby's that's not the well. Way it's not. It's, it's it's one of those secret menu things. I I don't know anything about which Arby's. McDonald's has tried to publicize their secret menu. where like just add the Chick Fil A or the Chick Fil A, the chicken sandwich with the the fish sandwich and make it a uh, a new sandwich. It's like this is the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Uh, meat Mountain. I can I don't think I can do Meat Mountain right now. Give me some time. Like my jaw's still a little sore from the swelling of my teeth this week. I've, I I'm not I haven't got full solid yet. The Meat Mountain, I believe, is like... Do you like, want me to recap what you just said? <laughs> I don't think I can do a Meat Mountain right now. My jaw's still a little sore. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? Whatever you want, man. Okay. I that mean, is, that is, that's not a promo. I don't know what it is. How am I supposed to move on from that? How am I supposed to react? I'm still just sitting, sitting here. The entendre has been thick before. It's, it it's, it's never been <laughs> just 
beat you over the head with it like that was. Again, it's it's, it's still flying fast. Out of context, it's even coming, still coming. Oh, okay, 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 okay. We, 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 we have to stop. This is There are kids listening, for God's sake. I hope there aren't. This is not a kid from show. Well, let them learn the way I did. Texas, no, America's... Glass and glass and okay, 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 okay. Good God. My God. <laughs> Texas America's roast beef, yes, sir. Trevor, what about RBQs and homestyle fries? Homestyle fries, yes. You don't like the RBQs. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what it is. How did we? What, how, how did we end up here? I don't. A lot of times I'm thrown. TJ talking. I lost my virginity to Arby's, which oh, is not true. This is TJ derailing the show. This yeah. Is, this is Big X conspiracy right now. For the record, I've never even been late at a Hardee's. Arby's. Burking, yes. Har- Arby's, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna clarify it. Texas fellow Zachary Taylor graduate here. Yeah, baby. Warhawks. Texas. No, I meant. No, they're the. You don't even know. I haven't been there in like three years. <laughs> I think they're the Warhawks. Yeah. How do you not know your grade school math? No, Falcons. Falcons are the Falcons because Westport was the Warhawks. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I don't know if I believe me. I feel like we're about what to. What was get your it. grade school? Well, I went to two. Uh, Wilder, Whoa, Wilder, wow. Wilder Wildcats. Always, Wilder. They always do their best. I did preschool at Wilder. And then uh, Holy Trinity Eagles. Okay. All like basically every school that I went to growing up was well, green. What was with you getting kicked out of preschool, middle, and, and elementary school? What would you transfer? What was the deal with that? Too much of a badass. You got thrown out of one and started a third grade gang at Wilder. <laughs> Kicked me out. The Wilder Warriors. Cheated in the turkey yeah. trot. We're walking down the hallway, snapping our fingers like the, like the yeah. Jets. <laughs> like you got to go to Catholic school, revamp that image. <laughs> that's what happened. I was, I was selling black, black market milk cartons. <laughs> Outside. Running NCAA tournament pools. Running tournament pools. <laughs> Selling illegal pencils. <laughs> Texture says Cats fans are now drooling over Chris Holtman like they would Victoria's Secret models or the lingerie mannequins at Walmart for some of them. Why? I listen, I like Chris Holtman, but. Yeah. They, what? If you're mad at John Calipari for losing in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, Chris Holtman's not the, word, not the place to turn. Because Chris Holtman, folks, not getting it done at Ohio State in the big dance. I mean, the only. He lost to a 15 seed last year. He had the exact same thing happen to him. They lost to Oral Roberts. Has he made it past the second year. round? Not at Ohio State. No, no, yeah. They are 0-3 in second-round games, and he went lost the first round last year. I mean, and, has, has he made, did he go to Sweet 16 before that? At Butler, I think. He's only at Butler for, what, a couple one, of or years. Two, one or two yeah, years? Yeah, he wasn't there long. Because he wasn't even supposed to have that job. He got it because the, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, got sick it. right before the start of the season, and he inherited it, killed it, parlayed that into the Ohio State job, but he has not had a... Like any degree of NCAA tournament success, I think it's still probably too early in his tenure to view him as a like perennial March failure. But so no, far, yeah, no, I wouldn't go that far. He went to the Sweet 16 one time at Butler. He was there for two years, lost in the second round the first two seasons, uh, lost in went to the Sweet 16 his third year, and at, at Ohio State, round of 32, round of 32, first round last year, round of 32 this year, has never been to a Sweet 16 at Ohio State. He was the head coach at Gardner Webb in 2010, 2011. I wonder if he's the assistant on the team, the Gardner-Webb team that beat Kentucky. Ooh. That would have been tough because, you know, he grew up a diehard Ohio, uh, Kentucky fan. His yeah. parents still are. It looks like he wasn't. He was at Ohio, was Ohio when yes. that yeah. would have happened. He was the Gardner-Webb. Well, no, he was the Gardner-Webb 03 08. When did they beat? That was that was 07 08, wasn't it? The Gillespie year? I, can't, I, I get them and VMI mixed up. They lost a, remember, they lost back-to-back years. Gardner-Webb was the first one, I think. 
Because that was the one that changed how all the early season tournaments work. Because they got to go to Madison Square Garden for the finals of the NIT because they beat UK. And so now they do it where these oh, four. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, they played UConn. Because they went, because they showed the entire game. All they did was show clips of Kentucky fans in the crowd who had very clearly already planned their trips to New York and like didn't want to, like couldn't get rid of the tickets or the hotel reservations. So they had to go to New York to watch UConn play Gardner Webb. <laughs> they did one of the funniest <laughs> damn things I've ever seen in my entire that life. That game was on November seventh, two thousand seven. So that he would have been an assistant on that Gardner Webb team. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there too. So yeah, he was he was on that team. But that so now they change it to where. The early round games that are played at the, the, the campus sites, they don't actually count for the tournament. You're not advancing. It's not a single elimination tournament. If you lose those, you're still going to the, the Final Four with the big teams at the neutral site. He was the first addition of an assistant coach by the new Ohio Bobcats coach, John Gross. Well, hey, John Gross did well at Ohio. He did. Not so great everywhere else. Well, the only other place everywhere else is Illinois. Well, and now, yeah, he's... Kent State. He's, he's or Akron. Done, right? Yeah, he's done good. He, I think he's safe to say he's done well at What's Akron. What's the tournament this year? He's a Mac guy. Yeah, well, Just, just needs clearly, to stay in the Mac. Yeah. Did you see um, South Carolina hired the coach from Chattanooga, who, Lamont Paris, and they flipped out about Wait, him? who hired him? South Carolina. Okay, I did not see this, no. And South Carolina fans, maybe it's because they wanted Matt McMahon, and Matt McMahon, according to everybody who covers college basketball, picked LSU over South Carolina, yeah. but... They are not thrilled about the Lamont Paris hire, and they have Who's been Lamont very Paris? vocal. He was the coach of Chattanooga, who just got beat by Illinois. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Does it mean to me that I was actually, I, on one hand, I love rooting for underdog, but because T.O. was there rooting for Chattanooga, I was rooting against him? That game was so bad. Like, I, 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 I'll not, 100 out of 100 times, almost any time, I'm rooting for the underdog to win. But when I saw T.O. there, I'm like. He was crushed, too. He was I into know, it. I loved it. I was so glad when he missed that shot, and I got to see him be disappointed. He was very into it. I got several mad emails from Illinois fans after that game because in the the recap, even though Illinois won, I spent like three sections just crapping on Illinois. <laughs> well, they just probably deserved it. They played like crap that whole game. That was my so my big take going into the season. I said it on the show. I texted Jeff Greer this too. I was like, Illinois is going to flop. Illinois is not going to be good. Andre Corbello is not going to be Io DeSumo. He's going to have a bad year. I was right. People who said I was wrong, they were wrong. Illinois was not great. They were going to get bounced first weekend. That's what they're going to do. They, they should not even be on the floor with Houston, although that technical foul on DJ Melendez was the worst call I've ever seen in my time. No, life. Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Did you see Rutherford that technical Dry. call? Uh, which on the Illinois Chattanooga game? Illinois-Houston. Where no, no, I missed it because that was the early game, and I, overslept in a little, I overslept a little bit, so I missed the beginning part of that game, most of the game. Not surprising. Boy, I'm shocked. Yeah. Illinois was making a run that actually in the second half. Money on it too. <laughs> Guy dunks, and it's, it's the classic dunk where his moment. It's a fast break dunk, so his momentum is carrying his body, and he hangs onto the rim a little bit to steady himself and yeah. come down. Team up. It's the worst technical, and I don't know why it's a rule. It's the only area level I mean, of I'm, college basketball where, or basketball where you have the rule. And this was a tr- and he apparently went over to Brad Underwood afterward and was like, "Yeah, sorry, I messed that up." It ruined any chance Illinois had of winning that game. It totally shot their momentum to hell. Well, then I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, I know why it's a rule. The rule was put in, I mean, when it was, was because to avoid the taunting of hanging on the rim. Which is dumb. Whatever. I mean, which you should. I mean, you probably don't need to be hanging on the rim as a, as a taunting because, well, they don't want you taunting anyway because... I want you hanging on the rim. I'm beating you down for a fast break bucket. I mean, on one hand, I like. I would like to see some taunting allowed, but on the other hand... 
kids today can't they can't taunt to not get in a fight. So I, I mean, love taunting. They they don't big they, taunting proponent. I mean, they, more they don't it. know how to have nice things. So we can't have nice things, and therefore we can't have taunting. I disagree. We can have play. There's taunting on like every play. Like every every time a big man scores on a big man in the post, I mean, you'll see big, they do the too short gesture when they walk away, like the you're too little thing. You know, you saw that especially in the uh, Arizona TCU. They did it yeah, fifty thousand times. The guy did it the mouse in the house sign. Yeah. Everybody does it now though. Like we had, Sidney Curry did it like five times in the ACC tournament. I, I We're not I fighting think, over that. That's the, more taunting than hanging on the rim. I, I think the thing is that you're not supposed to, to taunt like like. But anytime you see a player give a, a like a more than two second stare towards another player after a big play, they're teed up for taunting. Like I guess you're allowed to celebrate, but you're not allowed to do it like directly in someone's face. These kids, like, I don't know. I mean, players I, celebrate after every play these days. It's dumb <laughs> to have that as a rule. To have that be the line is it's so absurd. very hard to define the line. I think there is no Texas. The original Wonder Years is a great show, but it ends so depressingly. It does. It does. Yeah. How do you know the ending? I've seen the last episode. Where they're at the parade and he tells about the basically tells what happened to the rest of the family and everything. Kevin's dad. Yeah. That's the hardware story. And yeah. then Winnie's. With their family, yeah, yeah, it is. It's sad. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's, a mo- it's all done in monologue, but yeah, it's it's very kind of depressing. Texture says, uh, "Oh, this is Scooter Dingus. He says TJ and Nick use the Thornton's betting center. No other way to do it if you're not fortunate enough to live in Indiana. As far as like when you cross the bridge, where you go to make your bets. Oh, because Thornton's right there. I know what he's talking about. Thornton's betting center. Yeah, <laughs> they do text lines, they do gas, they do coffee, they do pepperoni pretzels, and they do betting centers. They do yeah, it all, folks. They do it all. They do everything. I'll be going over there probably." Uh, that's one thing I love about the NCAA tournament. I mean, obviously, there's hundreds of things I love about it. But one of my favorite things is that I don't have to wait until, like, late Friday night or Saturday morning to get the lines for the weekend game. Like, yeah. The Thursday and Friday game lines are already out. Which I don't understand why they do that during the regular season. I don't either. It baffles me why they wait. I mean, I can see where you want to wait, you know, maybe a day or two before a game. Sure. But well, when you have a Saturday game and it's Tuesday or it's Wednesday and – you don't put the line out till like sometimes Saturday morning. During the regular season, if you have a Saturday noon game, you get like five hours to make that bet. Like, yeah. It comes out like very early in the morning, and that's it. If yeah. you want to, if you want to bet that game, and I, it's so silly. And, it's, and for me, and I now obviously we didn't have our heads up our butts here in Kentucky, and I could do legalized sports gambling. They're trying. It probably wouldn't. Some of them. It probably wouldn't bother me as much. But when I have to, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take me that long to get across the river, but it's you know it's thirty minutes round trip. Give it's, or take. I mean, plus I'm paying a toll. To, I'm having to. It's like I'm paying the electric bill. I'm having to pay a toll to go gamble and possibly lose money. See, I don't even, I don't even gamble on non-horse racing, and not because it's not legal. Like I wouldn't do it if it was legal here. But I still think it's the dumbest thing in the world, and I'm still very upset about it because we're leaving hundreds of millions of dollars on the table oh, a week in a state that desperately needs hundreds of millions of dollars to help out for a myriad of reasons. And if you and the most frustrating thing about all of this is that with both this and legalized marijuana, you know it's going to happen eventually. Oh yeah. And you know it's going to happen at a time when you're not going to be able to capitalize on it as much as you would have had you been at the forefront of this, had you been one of the first states to do it. We're going to be one of the last in all of this. We're going to end up making a, a ton of money off of it, but we're going to look back and say if we had done this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we would quite literally have billions more dollars in our in our economy than we do now. And it's the most short-sighted thing. And the explanations that some of these politicians have been giving are maddening. You want to just scream because they make not a damn bit of sense. If we could legalize marijuana 
before our support surrounding states do, we would make a killing so quickly. We do so little. Right now, what Indiana doesn't, Illinois has it, but Indiana doesn't, West Virginia doesn't, Tennessee doesn't, Ohio doesn't. Now, Ohio did, I think. They have medical. They have medical. And which is just a, a domino. Like they're gonna, they'll yeah. be, it'll be totally that's legal. Usually, well, that's usually the step towards getting it legal. Exactly. I mean, more often than not, the states that are fully legal started medical for about a year, and then they went to municipal and and. Look, Trevor, we do so little well as a state compared to the rest of the country. I mean, <laughs> two of the things that we do better than anybody else. We're insane about sports. Every every sports TV ratings in Louisville were were off the charts. Yeah. We have great weed. Why not capitalize on these two? It'd be gonna, like if we banned bourbon. I thought you were going to say cigarettes, so I was like, we, we're a smoking state. Well, either that, that way. Too. Yeah, so we, so we know how to make inhalable products. I mean. And the notion that like somehow horse racing, gambling on horse racing is different than I betting mean, on every other so sport baffling. is just so hypocritical. But I mean, that that's it, the most baffling. There's no baffling. defending. That, that's the long and short. There's no defending. It. No, let's, there isn't. Let's take a break. When we come back, we we're, that was kind of a short segment because we were off the air for like five minutes. So we'll take as many of your texts as we can to end the show. Best, best time of the show probably was that five minutes. Probably. And then how about this? At the end, we're going to pick tonight's NIT games. There are two of them. I can't wait. Oh, it's go time. Oh, the baby. Bonnies, Virginia, Vandy, Xavier. It's all happening tonight in the NIT. That's all coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show in 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Song without thinking about the the Randy Moss white chocolate commercial, but it's it's such a good commercial. And it's, it's Nike, right? Yeah, making their way the only, the only way, way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Well, probably maybe my favorite. This and Different Strokes are my two favorite TV teams on all time. Really? I don't know if there's really. I mean, I loved. Has when I was a kid. I'm playing fast and loose with the rules on this song because this song came out like two months before the show was made. So, but it, it still was technically te- counts. It technically counts, but it was. I'm uh, sure it got more popular when the show started. Oh yeah, yeah. And there are actually two versions of the song. There is a longer version and a and a and a TV version. There was a, he he like edit re-edited the the uh, version of it for the television only. Like Maud. Like <laughs> and then there's Maude. <laughs> oh come on! Uh, when I was a kid, I, I mean, I loved Duke's Hazard so much. I had, you know, obviously Daisy Duke, and I had the the car, the the General Lee, and the the chart, the '69 Charger. And uh, anytime we'd go over, when I was a kid, anytime we'd go over uh, railroad tracks, I just scream, "Yeehaw!" <laughs> Duke's Hazard. Like my, my grandparents would, lo- would crack up because I would just do any, no matter what tracks. Mostly, oh, oh, you know, we're by Ornsby and yeah. this area in the Eastern area where I lived and grew up. 
you know, we'd go over the tracks. And I'd always do that every time. My mom would always. So we loved going over the the, the, the tracks on if you come off Westport Road on, I guess, is it Hairlane where you go over the, the railroad tracks? We would call them the terror tracks. I'm talking about they're over by where if you're heading towards Joe's Older and Dirt and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And mom would just like fly over them and go very fast. Oh, so, yeah. so one time we were with my dad and we're like, these are the terror tracks. You've you got to floor it. Like go over really fast. And dad did. And he got pulled, pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the tracks. Yeah. If you hit them at like a, a high speed, it doesn't. You get, you get a little, go a little bit. You get a little bit. Yeah. No, no. The. The. I was going to say, I, I don't know, it's real, that just made me think, of, I used to do, uh, when we were younger, I don't don't recommend this, kids, don't do as I say, not as I do. We're not giving advice here. But, do you know, you know Old Westport Road, right? I do. Which is just parallel to Westport for a small amount, but uh, there's, near the end of Old Westport, there's like a dip, and we used to just, we'd go on Old Westport and just gun it. Yeah. And go down to Westport and like, I mean, talk about trying to bury the needle on whatever Camry we're driving. And you'd hit that dip, man. And you would, I mean, it was almost like Dukes of Hazard. You would, you would hit that dip and go off. I was never forget one day we did a minivan for some reason. And we're, <laughs> we're in an Astro minivan. And we were, I was in the backseat with my buddy and we're, we're hitting it. My buddy Josh. And he hits that hoop, that thing. And the guy sitting next to me just out of the seat, <laughs> like levitates over, like flips over the seat into the back of the minivan, and he had like a door back there. He was replacing a door. And he like lands on the door and just shatters the door, just cracks it half. Oh lord! Which he was pissed about because that was the new door he was replacing that he'd broken from earlier. To be young, yeah, it was. Oh man, back in the day, wow. and, and if you if you know that stretch I'm talking about, anybody's ever done it. Once you hit that that hill, like you're. 50 feet from being on Westport Road. So you almost have to like slam Stop. on your brakes. Because <laughs> otherwise you're probably going to kill yourself. If not, if you haven't, I mean, probably going to do that anyway, if you're doing this, but. Fellow uh, Westport middle texture wants to know if you remember the chocolate milk that you all had in plastic bags instead of cartons. No, I want to know more though. That's you do now. Plastic I, bag, chocolate milk. I blew the, the KRC texture's mind one day on this note. Did you know in Canada milk comes in a bag? No. Yes. Apparently on Westport Road it does too. Yeah. In Canada, milk is served in a bag. Do you remember, did you all ever have to do in grade school the fluoride stuff? My grandmother was the one that brought it. It would come in and, and hand it out. Yeah. I, like when I saw them come in, it was like when the doctor came in and you knew you were about to get a shot yeah, as a kid. I fluoride day. And you also like, they give you this tiny ass little packet that you had to spit it back I into. Yep. So I, I would get, I have time, I'm getting it all over my desk. You can't get the taste out of your mouth. It was Awful. I don't know if it did any good. Well, I mean, I'm proof it didn't. (laughs) 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 Or the fact I'm proof that I hated doing it, which is maybe why I should. Maybe I should be like a lesson learned. He should do it. You're like looking around the classroom. Everybody (laughs) has a pained look on their face. Nobody liked it. I'm amazed they still did that even when you were. I I remember those days. They had those when I was in elementary school. I feel like it stopped in fifth grade. I don't remember ever doing it after fifth grade. No, I don't think they did. I, I didn't do it at Westport Middle for what it's worth. Yeah. Awful. But we did it at Zachary Taylor. I remember those. My grandma would be the one that came in and handed them out, too. Texas, the Westport dip was a legit ramp. Dad got us airborne. <laughs> yeah, people know that. I don't think you can do it anymore because they open. It's different now. They opened that uh, mosque as well right there on Westport Road. And I think that kind of altered the old Westport Road angle and stuff. 
Texas, I actually work in the music industry and I still know zero about new artists. I'm old AF. <laughs> we did. I, I did listen to the the Glass Animal song. I, I know the song. I didn't. I'm wish, I wish I was better off not knowing it. It's one like every time I hear a song now on the radio, I'm like, yeah, I've I've heard this at some point, but it all sounds the same. I'm old. Yeah. I'm old. I'm done. Plus, so now now you did. I didn't know who like the uh, Billy Eilish was, and I and she's Billy Eilish. And I mean, I'm not a. I mean, I've heard her stuff and. I think she's awesome. I'm not a fan of it. You don't like anybody who was born after 1965. No, that's what well, a that's not true at all. 100. No, it's not. It's just if I wanted to listen to whiny slow pop music, I'd put on Fiona it's, Apple. Well, then I now I know you haven't listened to her music because that's completely not at all. I've only what listened she to like does. three or four songs. Yeah, I don't think you have the ones that are popular. I don't buy it at all. Well, then then, you, then I know you're not telling the truth either. Anytime I listen to that that that. That dumb bad girl, bad boy song. I mean, bad girl. First of all, does not fit the description that you've made. Whatever the song, the, the, bad the, guy. They, yeah, bad guy song. Whatever this song sucks. I'm not. That's <laughs> not my. I'm not a big fan of that song. But happier than ever is a absolute jam. I'm sure it is. I'll Google it. You should. <laughs> Texas, the tracks on Floyd by the stadium are the worst. I saw an Escalade go full bandit on that ish. Lost the front spoiler in the driver's side mirror. It was awesome. Say what? <laughs> the tracks on Floyd by the stadium. Those are pretty. Oh yeah. Those yeah. are pretty severe. You can definitely catch a little bit of air. Now the one on Orangebees are good too. The one that's in the neighborhood, right there in front of the park. Yeah. Like that that one that was one that if you didn't slow down, you were destined to destroy your like uh, shocks. Man, the things that I used to do to my poor nineteen ninety three Chevy Lumina. Oh man. I'm I loved first cars. We, I mean like I would like tap like my buddies like in the, the line to leave Trinity. I'm like just straight hitting you in the back. Like, I don't care. I had an eighty eight Grand Prix. I love that thing. Lucille. I'm my second car was a was a ninety tempo. I tried to race it. <laughs> Texted, I definitely remember the milk in the bags. Cal made the switch when I was probably in third grade. It tasted better than the cartons. I've never had bag milk. I mean, like I said, I I know it's all they in Canada. It's all you can get is bag milk because they sell you can you buy like a container and then you buy the bag of milk and you put it in the container. Blah blah blah. Uh, but I don't remember bags. Of, I mean, when I think of milk cartons, I just think of the little square ones that you. Yeah, I mean, they I, I'm, I don't know, you and me are the two only ones seeing me. I did my hand description over here, but still, I mean, everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I always think of those, and they came in chocolate and regular. Uh, text. Well, this is the same texter who is a UK fan who was did the whole like, how does it feel that we're going to have aspirations? Louisville won't finish in the top twenty-five in recruiting. I bet they do. Ooh, we'll see about. That. I bet they do. Texas is Trevor doing shtick? LOL. See, I don't. This was from four fifty. I don't even know what we were talking about back then. Who knows? I'll be. I can tell you right now. I'm not. Texas. That's I en- the sad part is I don't. It's just me. I'm just trying to be honest. No, I don't. I don't either. Texas. I enjoyed the UK dudes on this channel at 7 a.m. saying they weren't going to complain too much because they didn't want Cal to start mailing it in despite the fans' 52 million dollar buyout. I love you call them the UK dudes. KRC, can I get roll call? <laughs> yeah. Every morning, seven to nine. TJ Walker, the sports talker. Replayed Nick nine to eleven. Replayed nine to eleven. We don't get replayed. A slot formerly occupied by. Uh, just the tip, just, just the cats radio. <laughs> just the t- <laughs> yeah. out of context <laughs> comments we've made again. They had a great run. <laughs> yeah, hell of a run. Three was it three days? I believe it was three days. Two days. <laughs> three days. Great run. Uh, it was well worth the hours I spent on the phone dealing with them before that show started. Cutler and Bennett. Had a lot of demands. Oh, you kidding me? Texas, any idea when the state senate may vote on sports gambling in Kentucky? Well, it passed the house, right? So now, what I've heard is the Senate is going to be the big holdup. Is that the last straw? Yes. So everybody who says... What are the steps? What's before House? I mean, 
being a like proposed bill. Okay. Everybody who has said talked about this says you need to hit up Damon Thayer, the Republican from yeah, Georgetown, who's the Senate name, Majority yeah. Floor Leader. And they're like, he's the big holdup here with both sports betting and marijuana. He's not, and he's not shy about it either. He's no. very adamant that he is the one holding it up and proud of it. I think the, the worst thing about like this too, outside of the, the what I just said last hour or last segment, which is you know inevitably it's going to be passed and we're going to have just left millions and millions and millions of dollars on the floor because we didn't do it soon enough. Is how rare is it? We have a like this is a nonpartisan issue. Democrats are in favor of it. Republicans are in favor of it. Everybody is in favor of this. Except? Except the Republicans in the state Senate. Give us what we want. I thought it was just one guy. Isn't they are the only one? He's the one that you need to fall. Okay. He's the one that apparently if you can convince him, all the other dominoes fall, and these two things happen. But it sounds like it's not going to happen, which I, I – I, I'll never understand. I mean, I know, I know, I, I remember, I do remember it was a couple months ago. He came Who out. Who hates money? When he came out and was just like, you don't like my decisions? Bolt me out. Which is not, like, not going to happen. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. I'll never understand. The state desperately needs a ton of money. These two things will give you a ton of money. The the downside to them, whatever it may be in your eyes. The downside is addiction, Mike. Can you imagine what happened if we legalized marijuana in this state? I mean, the, the children. Think about the children. You have children, Mr. Rutherford. Think about your kids. The lies that have come up to make a case on the other side. I mean, Matt Bevin saying three or four years ago that people are overdosing everywhere in Colorado. <laughs> no one's ever overdosed from marijuana. No it has never happened. Well, now, unless you count Mama Cat's dying on choking on a ham sandwich from eating too many munchies. You might eat too much. I mean, you might, you might choke on a munchie. But I don't think you're you know you're not ODing on marijuana. I just <laughs> Texas. If Cal were to say go to the Knicks, who would be on UK shortlist? Oh, I've got no idea at this point. Back in the day, it was always. Pain. If if Holtman had been having more success in the tournament at Ohio State, he'd be the obvious answer. The direct ties to UK, success at a fellow power conference program that's not that far below Kentucky and not that far below the top tier of jobs. That would be obvious. The issue is he has, can't get them into the Sweet 16. And until that starts to happen on a relatively consistent basis, you can't sell the UK fan base on him. Oh, that's a good question. Though. Who would be kind it, of... Back in the day, it was always like the... the Billy the, Donovan. The thought was, it's probably going to be Sean Miller. I remember that being a big thing when he was at Arizona. And clearly that's not going to happen anymore unless he just wins back-to-back national titles at Xavier or something. But... And I know UK fans will be like, well, you, you don't know that. You're not getting Jay Wright from Villanova, and you're not getting Mark Few from Gonzaga. Like those two I guys, mean, they're not taking any other jobs. I mean, if, if anything, they should at least try to get Jay Wright again, just to like, like a tradition like no other, get turned down by Jay Wright when your coaching position's open. I mean, we did, we tried, we, we, I mean, we at least put out the feeler. He's not tried. leaving. Yeah. He's he's not leaving Villanova unless it's for an NBA job. Unless like, that's the one thing that he's kind of put out there and said, maybe. I wish I had more time to think about it. Over texture or something, because who would be a legitimate? Like obviously Billy Donovan's name's going to be floated. Um, I don't think he's coming back to college. I, I didn't say he was would be coming. Yeah. I just think his name would be floated as legitimate. I, I don't know who they. I don't know who. I mean, that's just like, like right now. Like that's like the only name I could think of that would be floated. I don't think it's gonna happen again. I mean, Scott Drew. I'm sure his name would probably come up. I think you could probably get Scott Drew. I think you could UK. maybe fill in the blank with someone that makes this year's Final Four that isn't maybe you know. McCrona. 
I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're getting four teams in the Final Four, say it's like Houston, Musselman would be a possibility if they make the Final Four. I could see them talking about Musselman. There's not a can. They're sort of in the same boat that we are right now, uh, and, and we're in 2018, where when you look at the landscape of college basketball, you know, UK. I'm not going to sit here and act like they're in exactly the same situation we were as far as who they could get and who they could attract. It's a better job right now than Louisville because of of. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's whether you rank the, wherever you rank the jobs, it's a top three job, probably a top two job in college basketball. It might be the best job in college basketball. I I can put the rivalry aside and, and be willing to admit that. But you still don't have guys out there that are the no-brainer hire that Rick Pitino was for Louisville back in, in 01, or that he was for Kentucky back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. or that Calipari was well, when Cal- Gillespie failed. Either time. He was actually the perfect choice when they hired Gillespie, but yeah. you know, you know, Mitch Barnard couldn't do that right. I Honestly, I, it's a great question. Like If Calipari left today for somewhere, I have no idea who would be on that short list. I, I don't. I'd I feel be like they would go, the, uh, go an NBA route for some reason. I don't know why. Like my mind says, like they would go. Frank Vogel. I mean, maybe I would think I would think younger possibly than that, but I don't know how much younger you. I mean, I was gonna say you can't how much younger you get in NBA coaches, but hell, now NBA coaches are usually players that just retired. So most NBA coaches are in their early thirties. It seems like. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, all right, that's we, a good one. That's a K. Text that into KRC tomorrow. I'd love to actually hear yeah, that. Yeah, I would like to hear who they would yeah. say. TJ, you're listening. Bring that up tomorrow's show. All right, real quickly. Uh, tonight, NIT, quarterfinals. Spots oh, yeah, in New York are on the line. Oh, yeah, the Big Apple. St. Bonaventure on the road Bonnie. in Charlottesville, taking on Virginia. Virginia's three-point favorite. Two you got? Wahoo covers and wins. Well, of course, they're going to cover and they're winning. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm going Virginia. Virginia by six. Bonnie's are going to the Final Four. Ooh, baby. Straight up. Bob Lanier, get that shot glass out. Vanderbilt and Xavier. I got no idea who's even coaching Xavier right now. Is Sean Miller coaching them in the NIT? Just throw him in there? It's no tra- idea. It's Travis Steele in a Groucho Marx outfit. <laughs> Xavier's like, we didn't know we were going to go this far. We thought we were just going to lie down well, the first round. you fired him after you won. Which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Does he get an NIT ring if they win it all? Vandy at Xavier. Xavier's a two-point favorite. Nine o'clock, ESPN. Who you got? I didn't even know they gave NIT rings. Um, I'm gonna say I'm not sure they do. I don't think they do. Probably you get a you get a like a plaque or something in the NIT, like a Mord mat. Uh, Vanderbilt. I got Vandy straight up too. Don't Vandy, yeah. They've been rolling. I need Wake Forest to win this whole thing so I can win this NIT bracket pool. Wake Forest plays tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. They play A and M on the road. Yeah. I'm taking Wake Forest tomorrow, and for for bleeps and giggles, that's the bleeps. Uh, we're gonna go also BYU tomorrow. BYU Washington State yeah. is the other game. There you go. NIT. There's your NIT update. We're to, we're back tomorrow. Trevor's not back. He's out for the rest of the week. I know. I'm sorry. Hope you hope you got your fill with me today. We'll have we'll try to get somebody in here to fill in for him. We'll try to make that happen. It's the Mike Rutherford show. It was been Tuesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock. Enjoy your Tuesday evening. Someday the mountain might get over the lawn that we